You are listening to the MX Vice Show. episode of the MX Vice Show, the only weekly podcast show that covers everything that is going on in the FIM World Motocross Championship, or MXGP as we like to call it. We are two rounds into the MXGP, and we're going to break that down. This week we're over in uh, Valkensvart, where we heard, uh, you know, some rumblings and rumors about this whole thing called coronavirus, and since we've been back, it looks like it's causing a, a little bit of chaos. Lewis is not happy. Um, we're, we're, we're having to bring him back from the edge. Uh, he's in studio, but he's not happy with life and the world itself. That has affected the MXGP series. So, um, yeah, we're going to speak to Lewis directly. Obviously, he's in the studio, and we can find out exactly how his mental health is and also um, what he thinks about the coronavirus and how it's affecting motorsports in general. In the studio with me is uh, Rob from Jukebox Beats. He's the guy who puts all this together. So what you see on uh, Facebook and YouTube, we're live on both channels. Uh, the studio, this whole thing, he runs all this. So um, without him, we wouldn't be doing this. And uh, in studio with me, uh, fresh from Valkensvard, is uh, MX Vice editor, Lewis Phillips. That was rough. Not your best intro. Really? I cringed quite a lot. Oh, wow. I didn't like it when you said, or as MXGP, or MXGP as we like to call it. like. But our inside thing is to call it MXGP and no one else has heard of it. Okay, yeah, thanks for your input. Just, yeah. one, just uh, that made me cringe. Just to warn everybody, he's been like this all day. So since he's arrived here, he's been very, very aggressive. So um, I apologize to anybody who gets offended by this podcast uh, beforehand. We have got some fantastic sponsors. Without these guys, we wouldn't be here. Just a quick rundown. Liat, Yoko, Hinson, KYB, Technical Touch, Talon Engineering, even strokes and seven. These are the guys that make this show happen. Literally, without those guys, we wouldn't be doing this. We couldn't afford to do it. So without their backing, uh, you know, we're not here. So appreciate all the support, guys. And uh, actually, one of uh, our sponsors uh, of the show, Liat, they're going to be giving away uh, a set of um, promotional 6.5 velocity goggles. Uh, you can't buy these. So um, these are going to be handed out to athletes and stuff. So you can get a pair um, today. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to choose uh, one person who comments on uh, Facebook or YouTube, uh, leave a comment. And by the end of the show, we're going to pick somebody. So um, all you got to do is just leave a comment on the Facebook uh, show or YouTube show. And we're going to pick one by the end. So um, I'll get a little picture and we'll pull it up on Facebook so you can see exactly what you're going to be winning. And we'll get those sent out tomorrow. So Lewis, Falcons fired the weekend. Fuck that. Coronavirus. Oh my God. 
This is like five minutes. And you no, just F coronavirus. We're in. What? I'm over Vulcan Swad. Let's talk coronavirus. Okay. Oh, I, yeah, I'm not really a member of CDC or, or Hazmat, but let's go. Let's talk coronavirus. What do you want to talk about? Well, I was okay with coronavirus existing. Yeah. When it wasn't on my turf. Uh, when it was fucking around in China and everything, I was happy with that. Right. It can have its piece of the pie. Now it's on my turf. Little bit pissed what, off. As in the rest of the world? No, just in MXGP. Oh, little okay. bit pissed off. So as long as coronavirus didn't affect MXGP, you were absolutely fine with it. Yeah, like I don't have the coronavirus, but yet I'm now made to feel like a sufferer. Okay. <laughs> you know that there's actual people dying out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I and I know it's a big inconvenience <laughs> yes, to you that you can't go to MXGP, <laughs> but there are actual people dying. Just so you know, just just I just want to break that down for you. Ruin it for the rest of us, don't they? <laughs> if if you if you do have any complaints, please send your complaints into oh. lewis.phillips at mxvice.com. He'll be happy to to go through all 1060 of them by the end of the show. I just feel like this time last year I had a cold. No one seemed to care. Oh. This much. <laughs> oh my god. Um, is that not a correct way of looking at this situation? No. Okay. No, it's kind of a little bit more deadly than a, than a cold, given the fact that people are dying. I, I want to emphasise dying. It's just the start of this as well. It's, it's only well, going to get worse. From what I hear, part of the reason that we're not going to Argentina is that the people in Villa La Angostoria, the village where the track is... Don't, don't bring these guys into it. The, the reason I hear is that they kind of like demanded or protested that they don't want us entering their area. I don't blame them. I don't want you in my area, but... <laughs> well, I don't want to launch a personal attack on those people. Please don't. I don't know how many Argentine listeners we have. Uh, quite a few, so please don't. Yeah, just, just zip like, it. Just zip it. Keep it in your head. That's, that's what it needs to We're all ready to, to go. That's, yeah. They fucked it for us. Oh, for God's sake. And when three. I go back in 2021, or November, yeah. I'm going to be a little bit salty. Okay. Go and on. when they run up to me in the street, and they're like, hola, 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 Mr. Phillips. I'm going to be like, fuck you. That's four. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, interestingly, uh, Valkensvard, the weekend, um, ran like clockwork. Well, I just said this to someone on Twitter. On Twitter. To Twitter. At Twitter. Okay. Um, we were in Valkensvard. Yeah. That was two, three days ago. Everything was fine. Yeah. Has anything really changed since then? No. I see that the Netherlands is ahead of the UK on coronavirus outbreak issues. Yeah. But yeah, we all lived. I think at some point we really do need to move on in the show and leave coronavirus. We've talked about it and it's affected the calendar greatly. I'm a bit emotional. Yeah, I think no. we don't need you commenting on, on it, to be honest. Um, if you didn't know, Trentino uh, has been moved. And I can deal with Trentino being moved. Happy with that. July sounds quite nice. Some will be out. But that's one. Can't do Argentina as well, I'm afraid. Okay, so if he wasn't aware, the crux of this is Lewis really doesn't have much going on outside of MXGP. So the fact now that we're in the season and he has a six-week break, if you can imagine, this is like the off-season again to him. So this, Supercross? This is why he's taking it so bad. Um, Denver? Foxborough? So if you didn't know, Trentino's been moved. It's going to be in July. And it looks like Argentina's been put back until the end of the season. However, um, 
And my thoughts are that probably Argentina is not going to run. I, I can't see uh, the season going into, into November um, cast out on the Mercosur Nations. But at the same time, uh, I think, you know, I think and a lot of other people are thinking that this could possibly get a lot worse than, um, than it is now. I think it's now fine. And that's why we don't listen to him with anything outside of motocross. Um, I'm now happy to, like, can we, is it not possible for us to power through? No. no. <laughs> Two paracetamol every four hours, we power through. <laughs> Dude, Lensip's not going to solve this. That's paracetamol. Two capsules. It's not going to solve okay. this. Okay. Just my two cents. It's, it's like 15 times worse than the SARS virus, what was, what was out. Never heard of it. So it clearly wasn't that bad. <laughs> right, so... Um, I've actually made you feel really uncomfortable. I can see you don't know what to do with yourself. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm just, I'm just feel for you, because oh. you, you have no concept. Oh, no, of, I have of, a concept. Of... We are a motocross show. Yeah. I want, I'm here for MXGP. Okay, cool. All power. Rise up MXGP. Can we talk about that? What? Uh, Falcons Fire, the MXGP series. I'm more interested in talking about how we beat the coronavirus. No. You're on the wrong show. There's, um, if, if, you're, if you're into your podcasts, uh, have a listen to the latest episode of Joe Rogan. Uh, oh, brilliant. So we're now, we're now just promote, we're just now telling people to shut this off and go to other podcasts? Maybe, yeah. Okay. Well, if you're going to carry on like this, it's probably best. Um, but there's a, if you're interested in the coronavirus and that sort of stuff, and on Joe Rogan podcast, uh, he's got one of the leading experts uh, talking about the virus, if you want to know more. I'm trying to get Lewis to listen to it so he's got a better understanding. Of I just feel on. like we could all power through. Yeah, uh, yeah. Probably just stop stop saying that now. <laughs> so this weekend we went to Valkensvard to save one thousand pounds of the of the uh, Queen's money. We um, decided to drive to Valkensvard, which sounded great idea, saving money. But then I was in a truck with Lewis for eight hours, which wasn't such a great idea. So uh, I'm now going to spend the rest of the money what we saved on therapy this week. I thought it was right. I told you how we um, could beat the coronavirus. Yeah. What was it I asked you? How did World War II end? Can we not copy that over? Like, can we not just rinse and repeat that strategy? I don't really know what happened there, but can we not tackle the coronavirus like that? I just, I just think the less you say on the show <laughs> this week, the better. If you could just oh. stick to the motocross, that would be great. <laughs> well, this is now motocross. Don't, like, it's on my turf. I've got no choice but to tackle this thing. Uh, one thing which we will put up later is uh, there is a video of me waking up Lewis in the morning to um, I Want to Break Free by Queen. Because as you know, Lewis isn't very, you know, isn't great with the, with the uh, bands in, in, in musical knowledge and uh, didn't actually know that there was a group called Queen. So um, I knew that there was a group called Queen. I just thought it was a person. Okay. Um, so the weekend... We drove there. We went through <sighs> yep. uh, lots of storms and floods and stuff, but we managed to make it. And I've got to be honest, when I got there on the uh, Friday, I looked at the track and I've, it was my worst fears. I thought it was going to be another mudder but, or sander. I mean, Matterly wasn't a mudder, so I'm not sure how we'd have another mudder. Okay, but carry on. Okay, just, just curious of that yep. process. Yep. Well, it was quite slippy, wasn't it, on the, on the Saturday? It was fine. Okay. It was all right. right Saturday okay. was fine. Saturday was a dry day. Oh, right, okay. Or whatever. But anyway, I thought it was going to be bad, but it wasn't. It was quite bad on race day. It, yeah, but it could have been a lot worse. Could it? Oh, see, this is, <laughs> this is what I mean by the, the, 
We must just stop the show right now because this is the mood that I'm working. This is what I I'm just, working with. I just, can we not invite Mr. Coronavirus in here to like break it down for us? Is there a guy who's leading this? <laughs> do, do you want to do the show? <laughs> do you honestly want to do the no, show? No, it's fine. Let's move on now. I'm over it. Right. Right, Rob. Uh, so let's talk MX2. Well, I was trying to build it up by saying the track was... Can we, wait, 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 wait. Can we not start with MXGP? <laughs> Why would we start with MX2? We start with MX2 every week. No, we've never us. started with MX2. We have literally never started with MX2 in our lives. Have we not? No. This Why, is, it would make no sense to start this, with MX2 this is what This is what you do to me. This is absolutely what you do to me. I don't, I don't even know why I bother. Okay, let's start with MXGP. Let's start with MXGP. Go on and go. Oh, you want me to go? Why not? Oh, yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> See, how does it feel when, no. when the shoe's on the other foot? No, it's fine. I'll host this thing if you yeah, want. Yeah, go on and you host. All right. Uh, obviously, going into Volkswagen, last week we kind of gave a win to Hurlins. Yep. A 1-1. Yep. Guys have stepped up massively. Uh, Volkswagen's kicked his ass in the past, as he so admitted. This year, he seemed to master the thing. I feel like the bike gets a lot of that credit. But we'll never truly know. I would love to see... What, how this season would be playing out if guys were still on the old bike, though? Why? Well, I, I just would like, because we're never going to be able to quantify just how much of a big deal this bike is. Okay. The only way would be to somehow create a parallel universe where he's on the old bike and then we can see if he's just as good. So is the bike that different? Well, yes. Well, tell us about it. I, For the uneducated, I have gone in there with a um, magnifying glass. What do you want from me? It's kind of, you do realize that there's kind of been a bit of a media blackout on a bike. Yeah. Like they've tried to stop anyone really looking at it or getting close-ups photos of it or anything. Yeah. Okay. Like they haven't really talked but, about it too much. But, but you're a journalist. I'm guessing oh, you okay. found out some background information, maybe who tested the bike and so on and so on. No. Oh, okay. But it's an all-new bike. It will be the production bike in a few years and all of that, blah, blah, blah. But guys have even said to me after the race that he's now riding better than ever. Like I said, fuck off your GP wins, your titles and all of that. I don't oh, care. Yeah. This is the best you've ever ridden. Mm -hmm. Like, fact. And he was like, yeah, I 100% agree with you. And I said, the bike has to take some of the credit, right? And he, again, agreed with me. So the bike's more suited to his riding style? Yeah. Okay. But no, it just, I think it's just now, maybe, I don't know, maybe it is now on par with a KTM. And maybe it wasn't before, but none of us really looked at it as such a big deal, as much as we do in the MX2 class. Is the bike that, you believe the bike's that much different? The bike seems to be phenomenal. Okay. From every, like, if talk to Mitch, he, only, he, he raced the old bike once in Japan, and he, he, so he didn't even have that much time on the old bike, but even he said it's night and day difference. Okay. So, and, and what are they saying about this bike? Is this the, the next production bike? Yeah, that's how kind of it works in GPs. No, I'm just like, Roxon will, I guess Roxon will be on that bike just, next year. Lewis, just yep. asking oh, okay. the question, Sorry. okay? No need to be aggressive, just asking the question. Okay. Like I said, there's, there's myself, uneducated, there's lots of people listening who are uneducated. That's why I'm asking these questions. I actually can't quite get my head around what happened, though. Like, had you gone to a casino or your choice of betting practice and bet on guys are straight up beating Hurlins from the 33rd gate pick in a moto at Vulcansward, pretty sure your odds would have been phenomenal. How, how is your mindset with, with this? How is my mindset? Yeah, because... I'm all right. Uh, the start of the year, uh, you attributed uh, pretty much all the wins to Geyser and... Uh, was it 
Well, oh no, I said for title, I'd give 75% chance to Hurlins, yeah, 15 so, to Caroli and 15 to Geyser. So seeing this new bike, seeing yeah. Geyser, is your mindset changed? Your opinion changed? I don't know. We need more racing. It's a lot closer than we, we, or we or anybody expected. Oh yeah, for sure. But then, I don't know. We haven't seen enough yet to say that the consistency thing and all of that. Okay. I mean, the fact that Are guys you still going to be saying this at round seven? No. Okay. Just give us four rounds. Okay. Well, that'd be difficult. We might not. We might not make it to round four. We might not. We might have a world champion already. Don't say that. Look, oh. at, his, look at his face. See if you can get a close up of that one, Rob. He's crying. No, but oh, you made me lose my train of thought now. <laughs> but you would think now, if guys has done that at Vulcan Swart, yeah, could he not? He would do it anywhere, wouldn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Like, if he can do that at Volkenswagen, then you would think Trentino, he'll just kill it. Yeah. Russia, you'd think he'd just kill it there. Yeah. Even St. John and places like that, like, those are right up his alley. I wonder what the guys at Honda are thinking at the moment. Because wasn't it muted that uh, Herlins was going to be going to Honda at some point? And that was one of the bullshit internet rumors. But... Uh, I don't think it was. Uh, okay. Would you like to me to pull up the PR of him signing with KTM for three years? Oh, yeah. I know, but it was muted a few years ago that he did. Oh, yeah, it was a general yeah. rumour, but there's always mm. those rumours. Mm. Like, every year. Yep. Okay. I like how you're nodding like you're some genius here. I'm not. I just okay. spoke to a couple of people in... Yeah. That was... General paddock gossip. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> it depends on who you're talking to. But anyway. So, um, but it looks like Honda have, have uh, got the key ingredients to... Um, to Matt and another challenge. They've definitely separated themselves from the rest quicker than I thought. I didn't think it would be this clear that we've got two best guys this early on, especially with how deep the class is. Mm -hmm. But then again, Caroli's injured, um, Prado's coming back from injury, Fevra's out, so I guess if you lay the cards on the table like that, it's pretty obvious that they would separate themselves. But I'm just surprised that we're already in a position where we've got two guys that are clearly better than the rest. The other good thing well, the only good thing for, uh, you know, this break is that for, for Fevre and um, for Mitch Evans, who is dislocated shoulder weekend, um, they've got a little bit of time now to come back and recover. Oh, yeah. Fevre's going to be 100% now by round three. I mean, that's going to do fuck all for his title chances. Like, he's out of that already. But... Do you reckon we could just keep the F-bombs till, till, till maybe eight? Just that. There's probably, you know... Said, so yeah, I'm trying to accentuate my point. Can you not do that with other words? Aren't you a, a, a journalist with, who were able to... Okay, that is going to do very little for his title chances. Okay. Does that sound a bit better for you? Uh, no, but like, Fevre's going to be clear now. Uh, Moose Dyke might somehow come back from a broken ankle in time. Mitch should be back. Yeah. We've only missed it around. Uh, Wilson Todd should be back. That, uh, that seems... I, I haven't listen to the to the update from the team but from from what we found out on sunday it does sound a lot worse than it uh, there's a pr from kawasaki on my laptop that says he'll be back in spain wow that's great <laughs> cool uh is that on the website yes okay great you don't visit the website so you wouldn't know i I've, i'm busy working oh. bud um, why would you ask then because i've just asked hmm. i don't know whether it just came in now see what see how aggressive he is I don't know what is wrong with you. Well, you know what's wrong with me. You need to go out and like take a chill pill. I want to go something. to Argentina. Maybe. Oh, I can't say that on on air. Um. Okay. So I know you want to go to Argentina. I want to go to Argentina. You're not going to Argentina. Oh, don't say that. Okay, and you've got six weeks, so you just have to get over it. And and just get on with it. 
when can I book a flight to Foxborough, Denver, etc., etc.? Um, hang on, Davy. Yeah, who's Davy? Uh, Dave Coombs. Oh, yeah, and just talking to Racer X. Yeah, you can fucking have him. Just take him. Uh, I've got a replacement. It's all good. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, uh, pretty soon you can get a Supercross. Brilliant. Thank God, thank God for that. That's okay, yes. <laughs> um, so looking at the other, what riders, I mean, Jazzacona stood out the weekend. Yeah, as expected. But then again, I would have thought he would have been more in it on Sunday. And to be fair, after that his sounds qualifying, like a, Do you mean after his qualifying yeah, win? Well, no, okay. just feel, I would have thought that he would have been more in a fight for the win. And to be fair, that sounds like a dick comment. Yep. Sounds like I'm being a hater. Mm-hmm. He said that to me as well. Okay. What, what let him down? Was it the starts? I don't know. I'd have to, let me just pull that up for you. I can't remember what he told me. I wouldn't like to speculate. Do, do. Okay, do you yeah. want to talk while I look this up? Or do, yeah, you, like, so, do you want to stare at me? Well, no. It's two, two riders who I thought... Um, well... I've actually, got it now. You, you took too long. Okay. Uh, it, I already thought... I already had time to think about that. Yeah, but... Yes, as in, yes, he was disappointed. He wasn't more in the race for him, for the win. But our podium's been on, in my head for a while. We had to get it out of our way. Even in the first and second motos, in the first laps, I could keep with him easily, but it was just playing on my mind for podium thing later on. I tried not to think, even when I'd, and I even tried to concentrate on racing, but it was still playing there. I think now we've got it out of our way so we can go to Argentina, rest in peace, Argentina, and do the best we can. Okay, so nothing about starts. Who, who mentioned starts? I did. I said it was, was it not starts what let him down a weekend? What? If he had started and got out front. Okay. He didn't start out front in a qualifying heat. He actually went through every single fast guy. Cool. Okay. All right. Um, Crikey. Okay. And his teammate, Jonas. Are you all right? Do you want to carry on your phone or? I'm monitoring the comments. What, well, Andrew Conway, our general manager, is monitoring the comments. Why have you got to monitor the I'm comments? I'm just looking because there might be something interesting for us to know. Well, why don't you just stay on the comments then? Okay. Rob, do you want to join the podcast? <laughs> do you want to continue? No, not really. Okay. No, I've had enough. You okay, ca- you, I'll you crack on. Yeah, okay. You continue. I'll have a drink. Cool. Uh, one thing that I did was playing on my mind a little bit is uh, Jazzaconis was obviously very fast at Vulcan Sword last year. And I feel like the thing that let him down was his racecraft and beginning of the race. Because last year, he was very quick, but it happened too late all the time. And I think he went, I think he was fourth overall or something. And he should have been higher than that. But you're already distracting me by not, by doing that. What? Hmm? What's that? Sorry, mate? Oh. Oh, it's oh. a bit annoying, isn't it? I mean, that's completely different to me look, like, look no. giving side eye to my no, phone, no. but... Bit, bit annoying, isn't it, when someone you're trying to do a podcast with somebody and uh... I'm literally side eyeing my phone. <laughs> okay, okay, right. So what you're saying? I thought that um, last year Jazakonis's racecraft left let him down at, uh, in the Netherlands, Alkmaar, because he was fast at the end of the race, but it just took too long to come. So it was interesting to see if that was the case this weekend, and I think that was quite clearly better. And I imagine that would come from having a second year with the same team and a bit of stability. Because he's never had that before. No. Suzuki was a one-year thing. Asamoto was a half-a-year thing. And then obviously last year was a fresh thing with um, Husqvarna. Okay. So I feel like he should be much better now. And truthfully, had he not got on a podium at Volkenswald, that probably would have been a massive disappointment. Especially after... God, if he hasn't got on the podium after winning that qualifying heat, that, but, was, that would have been a like, crushing mental blow. You made quite a valid point the weekend where... Uh, Thank you. You mentioned that... Um, 
you know, it, although he settled into year two of, of racing with um, uh, Ice One, he, he's got to be kind of looking over his shoulder because um, obviously Olsen's in his last year. He's going to be coming up to MXGP. And I'm guessing he's going to slot quite nicely into um, possibly under the Ice One tent. So you've done it again, haven't you? What? Absolutely done it again. Done what? What is the point in this podcast? Why don't you just go and sit there and go on your phone? I don't know what you're trying to... I'm literally staring at you. Do you, need, do you even know what I'm talking about? Uh, I made quite a valid point at the weekend because Jazakonis has got to be looking over his shoulder a little bit because obviously Olsen's going up to MXGP soon and he would slot in there quite nicely. Yes, well Literally done. Literally what you said, word for word. Yeah, but you were looking at your phone again. But <laughs> Can you just put asking. your phone outside, please? Okay, sorry everyone. I was uh, reading your comments so that you could be involved in the show, but unfortunately I've been told to turn that off. Can you not just look at Slack on your, on your laptop? Because the general manager, Andrew... Oh, so is, you're is happy comments. with me to look at my laptop, but not my phone. Okay, got it. As long as you're not doing comments on there. That's fine. Because I know what you like. You just start sailing away. You crack on. I, I've been trying. No, I have really yourself. been trying in this show. You, you stopped yourself. So, Olsen's going to be coming up. Jazakonis has got to be thinking, uh, okay, I'm in year two, but at the same time, um, the pressure to perform has got to be uh, there or thereabouts already. I would imagine that if it's in the works for Olsen to take that ride, there's nothing Jazakonis can do. Apart from maybe do so well but it pressures them to put a third Husky under that tent. But Jonas is up as well, so I guess you could say that Jazakonis and Jonas are competing. I but guess. I would think Jonas is like their little golden goose. Okay. Because obviously he's got tighter links to the whole uh, KTM family. Okay. Or KTM group, I think they call it. And the previous world champion. Yeah, and all of that. Yeah. Um, he was... a Bit of a disappointment the weekend. I kind of, for me anyway. I'm not. I don't mean for I think you it's or for anybody disappointment else. Disappointment of the year so far. Because, He's had an absolute mare. Because I, you know, we, I, we did expect him to come in, and uh, you know, even for my MX manager team, just didn't perform. I don't know what it is. I think it might be one of those things where he's coming healthy, something he didn't do last year, and maybe wants it too much. Maybe okay. Trying. because. Like, uh, I think it was the first motor when he went down with Tonus. Actually, I can't remember how that went. I can't remember if he was in the wrong or Tonus was in the wrong. But either way, I just feel like, yeah, I feel like that's maybe what's happening. Okay. But then again, there are some, like, uh, what would you call them? Anomalies. Like, Matali just went down on the first lap, so whatever. But you'd think, well, Jesus, you'd think he would have one decent result to speak of so far. Um, moving on. Uh, Tony Caroli uh, did you talk to him much over the weekend? I did an interview with him excellent yep. um, so we discussed last, on last week's show uh, his uh, posterior cruciate ligament how is that going? Uh, not very well no, actually no it's going alright he hasn't knocked it or twisted it which is kind of the goal through these rounds and obviously with um, the ruts at Balconsoir that wasn't exactly the easiest thing but he said to bearing in mind I spoke to him when Argentina was on he said the goal was get through Argentina, which would be much of the same. Then with Trentino being off, the knee should be fine in Spain and Portugal. But then he thought that France would be where he would kind of be back to himself. Okay. And he said the goal from France was to be back to his level of last year when he, was, uh, when he won the first three GPs. So in a way, Argentina uh, and Trentino go, and this has played into his hands as well. Yeah. It's, well, and Prado? You yeah. know what I said last week about um, 
Prado doing the right things to be in this thing at the end. Yeah. Kind of thinking that more and more. Yeah. Well, he's on 47 points. Hurlins is on 94. So that's a lot. That's 47 down. 48. Did you say 95? No, 94 and okay. 47. Yeah. So he's got half the amount of points of Hurlins. Yeah. But still, if things go sideways for these top guys, then Prado's doing all the right things. But going back to Caroli, he's now got six weeks to get himself healthy. Yeah. So he can do the rehab on a knee. He's not going to be doing any, any domestic races or anything? Well, I don't think there'll be any on. No. But he doesn't, do, he doesn't do domestic races anyway. So at least he can kind of get back to training, get back to building up the knee. And then we could see, maybe a little bit earlier than he's suggesting that Argentina's off, we could be suggesting, uh, well, maybe we might see some more speed uh, from him within Spain. I was um, curious that he said that although his knee would be better by Spain-Portugal, it was France where he felt like he'd be back to his best. I didn't really understand why no. it wouldn't be Spain and Portugal. But I guess it's still building yourself up in a race situation and like racing with your knee fine for the first time is kind of a step, another step as far as confidence goes and stuff like that. So I guess that's kind of a situation, but who knows. You've got, you got to feel a little bit for people like Hurlian's Geyser in uh, Jazakonis, who's, you know, who've all kind of hit a bit of form, you know, have started the the season um, quite well. I mean, Jazakonis obviously Matley didn't go to plan. Um, he's bounced back in Valkensbard, but you've got to think for those guys that this break's probably the worst thing they could have. Do you know what my biggest fear is? Or okay, just to answer the question. Yeah. Well, no, this is... That's my biggest fear. I'm building on your point. My biggest fear. If you let me finish. Yeah. Um, my biggest fear is that something happens to one of these top guys in this break. Well, like get coronavirus? No, like get injured. Doing what? Riding. What, training? Yes. That's my biggest fear because like, say one of these guys is riding next weekend when they should be on a plane to Argentina. Yeah. And something happens. And it's like, well, if I was on a plane to Argentina now, that wouldn't have happened. I really hope something like that doesn't happen. And then by the time we get to the new round one, whenever that's going to be, yep. it's all screwed. Well, because this is, this is a long time and a lot is going to happen good. Also, there's the chance that some bad stuff could happen. The great thing for you, Lewis, is that possibly Spain and Portugal will be called off. No, they and won't. They, and they will they have a long time to rec recuperate. Spain and Portugal will be fine. Okay. I will make sure of that. <laughs> Just like, can you remember we were having this conversation about Argentina on um, when we heard whispers Well, those on people Saturday. in the village seem to have screwed it over. Okay. Um, so, Mitch, Evans. Oh, of course, we're going straight there. Yep. Uh, it's good to catch up with in the weekend. If you did see uh, my uh, Twitter feed, uh, which is at James Burfield, um, you would see that uh, Lewis, I was just hanging out with, with Mitch, just checking if he was okay. We hadn't seen each other for a while. Uh, and then Lewis rudely interrupted for an interview. So um, whilst Lewis was uh, doing an interview, I was a little bit of uh, distracting. So um, yeah, if you want to view that, then there's a couple of pictures. Um, of Lewis on, trying on to that interview. note how did my employee evaluation go oh very good yeah I was actually very impressed like I don't want to pat myself on the back yep but I've been thinking this week yep I got Herlin's Geyser Caroli and Prado yep and Jazakonis who was third overall for podcast yeah feel like I kind of can't do better than that no that was, that was good like to get all four of those big guys on one night mm -hmm. I feel like I did quite well yeah. Uh, one thing which uh, I, uh, I forgot how, how difficult it is, is uh, watching the racing and tweeting at the same time, doing the live updates. 
So I did do a couple of alternative tweets um, with that, the track Sandy. Um, and even that was quite taxing. I was kind of bored by, the, by about the fifth tweet, so I gave up. So cool credit to you for, for smashing out his tweets on uh, Saturdays and Sundays. You mentioned tweets, and that's just reminded me of the big thing I observed. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Maybe step away from the coach, Jesus. mate. Um, first moto, Herlin's turned it on halfway through. Like properly turned it on, took a, took a second out of geyser in sector one each lap, took a second out of geyser in sector two each lap, and then sector three just blew it completely. Like, oh my God. Like, just lost everything and more. Every single lap, no matter what. So after I made a little note in my phone that if I spoke to him, I would ask him. So I asked, I said, like, oh, you were killing it in the first two sectors. Like, what the hell was going on in the third one? Uh, in that wave section, which I guess was the muddiest or the sloppiest or the hardest part of the track because of the so rain. That, so that was around the back, wasn't it? Yeah. But uh, so literally around the back as you loop around before you hit the big jump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Geyser was doubling into that section and that's where he was making up all of his time because obviously you double into those waves and suddenly the momentum you carry through the rest of them is literally seconds worth. And that was the break between section three and section four. Yeah. So Guy, uh, Herlin said he knew that that line was possible. It's not like he just it didn't just it's not like it just didn't enter his head that he could double into those waves. But during that first motor, he just genuinely thought no one was doing it, so he didn't bother doing it. So he just kind of took kept it on easy. like skimming through there or bobbling through there, whatever you want to call it. So that's what that's what the difference maker was. And don't know how it would have played out had Herlin's doubled in. But because now that I think about it. If Herlins could have somehow matched the time that Geyser was doing in sectors three and four, he would have taken out two or three seconds a lap with five laps to go. But and he was 13 seconds down. I find this really interesting because the old Herlins would have just done it. This, mm. this new Herlins... I don't know. No, I, I do believe. Like, he, he is playing, uh, playing it safe. He's, he's riding within his means. And, you know, it's not exactly the most exciting thing to watch because we were like you know, seeing Hurlin's 30-second lead or chasing people down. But I don't think that's going to happen this year. Okay. I don't. I think, I think he understands that he needs to win a title. I don't know. I feel like he probably wanted to win that first moto. Yeah. Had to, like, had, it's not like he didn't... It's not like he wasn't doing the double out of choice. Had he, seen, had he known Geyser was doing it, he would have done that. But if he... But he wouldn't have needed just to see Geyser. Hurlin's you would have thought it was quite creative and he would have done it anyway. But he just didn't want to take that risk. Mm, I don't know. No, I think, I, I think, I think we're seeing a new Jeffrey Herlins. Probably one that doesn't want to be injured. He said it was his bad. Okay. Like, he was kind of like, oops, I should like, it's not like he was like, oh yeah, I wasn't touching that section. He was like, my bad. I should have known. Yeah. I, I think he's a clever rider. I think he, 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 he puts out what he wants to put out. But I think he's, he's playing that playing a game. Interesting that um, four laps to go, the gap had gone up to 16 seconds and uh, KTM put on the pit board that it was possible. And I was like, cool, blimey. Four seconds a lap. Yeah. But then well, if you look at it, if and, it somehow managed to, to match... pass as well. But if it somehow managed to match him in sectors three and four, it would have been possible. But it wasn't four seconds. It could have been. He was gaining a lot of time on the first half of the track. Yeah, I know you love Hurlins, but no, I'm I, genuinely looking laying I the facts out for you. Yeah, well, I don't, I can't, I can't see where he was going to get four seconds a lap. And, and the interesting thing which I seen the weekend was every time Hurlins turned it up, so did Geyser. To be fair, 
when Hurling started moving, Geyser did go green in sector one. Yeah, I, I watched but that every it, lap. Still, it wasn't enough. No. Because Hurling's had that first half of the track dialed. He just was losing more than he was gaining in the second half. Yeah, but, but the, I think the interesting thing was, uh, again, I didn't see the lap boards, but Geyser was responding. So he knew that, you know, what the times, uh, you know, Hurling's were doing and he was responding in, in, in kind. Mm. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt that... I felt that Geyser was very much in control the weekend. I also need to talk about the fact that Geyser fully sent it into the first corner in the first race. Oh my God. The way he hit, basically, if you've not seen it, uh, literally, the, the strangest thing, actually, I've got a bit of a, a, bit of a rant, actually. Uh, if people don't already know, Valkensvard is, is, is not going to be ran anymore. So it's not going to be on the calendar for next year. It's going to be replaced. Um, uh, by another Dutch uh, track. I think they're just close to signing uh, a new deal. If it might may already be signed. Um, but one of the crazy things, if you if you look at the footage from the weekend, the start gate literally instead of pointing down towards the first corner, it points virtually in the opposite direction towards pit lane. So the riders come out of the gate. And they're heading straight for where we stand in pit lane. I, I, I can't quite believe how they think this is a good idea. The second thing was 12 riders literally crashed near enough lost fingers and God knows what else, burns, everything else, on that first corner. It was just the most ridiculous corner ever. Like, literally, if... if if they're on about making like uh, motocross, uh, you know, GP more, you know, safer, less injuries, blah 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 blah. How the hell that corner stayed in that first corner? I do not know. And it, if if that bank, what Geyser had hit in probably fourth gear, and banked off of, wasn't there, then I think he would have probably took out about six photographers and a couple of videographers. I don't know. First corner is what it is, isn't it? That that was that first corner was ridiculous. The fact that the start gate is pointing in the opposite direction to where they're going. That's, that's insane. GPs have always kind of had to think of favoring the inside, though. Like, outdoors in America, you can kind of go in the middle or wherever, really. Or, like, there's probably 20 good gates. GPs have all, they've gotten better recently, but GPs were always, you line up one, two, three, four from the inside. How the hell, though, did he go from the outside? And what, did he come out in third? Yeah. Actually, well, actually, first moto on Sunday, I think he was 11 for the first time in Bean. Wow. But I just I, I, was it eleven four was that in qualifying? I don't know. I remember. But I don't know if it was. I'm pretty yeah. It was it was race one where he literally just came out pinned, ran the outside and just literally hit that massive, basically lump of mud, bounced off and away he went. Away he went. However, there was a few riders which got caught out quite quite bad. Anton Goal on um, uh, cut two fingers. Uh, I think he was intending to be back. Uh, for Trentino, obviously, is cancelled now, so he's got a bit of time to recover. We know that Wilson Todd, big injury on 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 that one as well. Um, did Tonus go down as well on that one? I think no. Was it not that Second one? Sakamoto was both other Wilvo riders. Ah, okay. Um, and obviously, Koldenhoff, We've seen the pictures of him in the back of Decel's wheel. So um, yeah, it 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 took quite a few riders out the weekend. Uh, a few people were were. We're, we're quite beat up. Yeah, but it's a... F- oh, I don't know. 
I don't think you can really judge first corner that badly. It it's was a first, sh- it, whatever, whatever track you you've say, got, you've it, got 40 riders going into like one corner. There's going to be crashes. I get that. Shit happens. I get that. But that corner was ridiculous. If if you agree or or don't agree, then add it on Facebook comments. Um, remember, we've got a pair of uh, Velocity 6.5 promotional goggles from Liat. Uh, they're up for grabs. All you have to do is put a comment into uh, into Facebook or YouTube, and we're going to pick someone at the uh, the end of the day, at uh, the end of this uh, show. So. Um, have you seen uh, the Vulcan's Star? start? Uh, what did you think uh, the weekend? I have seen the Vulcan's Star. I'm not asking you. There? I'm not asking oh, you. Right. Smart ass. Um, okay. Wilvo uh, team, uh, or sorry, the Monster Energy Yamaha MXGP. What the hell is their title now? Monster Energy Yamaha Factory MXGP. Yeah, yeah. wow. Is there like an abbreviation we can give that? That's not that long. Meh. Blah, blah, blah. Brilliant. Something. Thanks yeah. for that. Um, Three riders. How did they fare the weekend? I'll tell you what, Paul Land did pretty okay. He looked good. Considering that second moto crash as well, eighth overall isn't a disaster. No, he looked, I thought he looked really good the weekend. He continues to prove me wrong, but at the same time, not 100% until we get to rounds five, six. Because he always is good at the start of the season. That's if we get to rounds five and six. Stop saying that. Okay. Um, but Jeremy... Had a bit of a mare. Oh, he had a mare. He the did. most consistent rider and da-da-da-da. And uh, it was just not a good day. What is... What, what happened in that... Was it the second race where he DNF'd? Because... <laughs> His front brake locked on. He on kept falling that. over as he was going... T- tell the story. He was falling over as he was literally going back of his bike. because I mean, the, He was literally dragging the bike back, wasn't he? He, he crashed. And I think we call crashes falling over. We're no, not five this years is old. lining up to start line, knobhead. Yeah, he crashed four times on a sighting lap. Okay, I think I was at a different race to you. What? So going along the start to yeah. get his bike back to, he literally was falling over because the front brake locked on. He was trying yeah. to drag the bike back to get the yeah, spare right. bike. But anyway, they fixed the front brake. Well, I don't know why you're so confused by this. This is, Rob, this is exactly, I, I don't... Maybe I need to let it like a Thai massage when he comes in. Maybe just like, you know, lube up some parts of him just to get, you know, I just relaxed. thought it was funny that you called it falling over. I just thought it was quite funny. Okay. Quite innocent of you. Um, yeah, so his front brake got locked on on a sighting lap. And then he went down big in the second race at the start. Bars were bent worse than I've seen bars bent in a while. Then to add on to that, his front brake locked on again. Somewhere in there, he got up. <laughs> I didn't actually see this happen. But he got up, thought he was the last one left in the first corner, so sat on his bike, like kind of pulled away a tiny bit, and then DeSalle came out of nowhere and T-boned him. So then he crashed again. Then his front brake locked on again, as it did on the sighting lap. So then he struggled his way back to pit lane. They cut the front brake. He went back out with his bent bars and then realized that he was so far down that he might as well call it a day. And he could hardly stare. I mean, it was literally... Well, I, I just thought that he was pulling in because his bars were bent, because they were really bad. But he reckons, had he not had the front brake problem, he still would have been able to get, like, five points with the bars like that. But they were, like... like the, the bars were ridiculous. Like, everyone's ridden with bent bars, and everyone's seen bent bars, but they were, like, bent bars. But it was the, the throttle side as well, where the throttle was literally down by the radiator. They were that bent. Y- you okay? Yeah. Just monitoring the comments. <laughs> I reckon you better tee up an advert in a minute, Rob, so I can go and get a drink. We got any alcohol here? 
we get some? Maybe we'll have a 10 minute break or something so I can get the Tesco's and get a All right, I'll bottle of brandy sure or something. Like... Yeah, that'd be great. I, I was actually going to look it up as well, but I'd be interested to know when the last time was that Sewer scored seven points at a GP. Well, you're a stat man. Well, I haven't looked it up yet, but I would guess it's been a while. Thailand in 2015, he didn't score any points. So maybe then? But uh, yeah, like that is his worst GP in a while. And also he wants to be world champion. Like he, or at least match what he did last year. That's a bit of a killer. Like he's behind Prado in the points now and Prado's trying to come back from broken femur. I got to say, my standout performance from the whole weekend was Sean Simpson. Uh, through qualifying, through the whole weekend, he just looked really good. Uh, race one. Uh, he was looking in a very, very comfortable fifth. He had Crowley uh, behind him. Uh, he was, it was going all fine. And then he had the crash, didn't he? Yep, in the first one. It was, it was actually a bit of a digger, but I'll tell you what actually impressed me and surprised me. Mm-hmm. He kept going for reasons that I wasn't quite clear on because he was miles down. Yeah. Like miles down. He stopped for goggles as well. Like I... I'm not sure if he was a lap down, but he must have been close. Um, but he kept on going, and he said he kept on going because he's got this idea or this concept that he needs, on average, 20 points around. Yeah. So that's what he's shooting for all the time. So in his head, he was like, if I get three points, two points, one point, then that just helps me along to hit in my average. Because the goal at the end is to, do, is to be top 10 in points, and in his head, a good benchmark to hit is 20 points around, which equals... An 11-11. So if he can go better than that, obviously, then happy days. But even he said that a top five exceeded all expectations that he or his dad or his family had. Which actually says quite a lot about how humble the program is, considering how good Sean is in the sand and at Vulcansvard. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't... If he'd said, oh, I hope to be top five here, I'm really good in the sand, I know that, you'd be like, fair enough. But for him to say it even exceeded his expectations kind of gives you how much of an idea of how back to basics he is. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I, yeah. Like, completely it's kind of sense. like humble beginnings, but not beginnings. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's face it. He, although he's got good support by, um, you know, KTM, he, he's a privateer at the end of the day. And a privateer running top five. I mean, that's the equivalent of Strybos or, you know, any other privateer running top five. That's huge. And when you look at what the first, let's have a look. So Hurlins, Geyser, Jazakonis, or Factory, Van Horbeek's getting helped by HRC. Uh, what was it he got help? I think it was an ignition he got help with last year, but I don't know about this year. Okay, Decel, Factory, Goldenoff, Factory, uh, Paulan, Factory, Prado, Factory. Um, uh, Bob Shev had a good result. Uh, Jonas, Factory, Coolis, good result. So, so for Sean to be up there in the top five the weekend, I think it was huge. He's in his happy place, so he's got WP suspension. Wallenberg, Hollerberg, engines. Yeah. So like, he said he's not 100% happy with a bike and there's still work to do, but he's definitely happier than he has been in quite a while. I I'd mean, say. We, we hear about this all the time behind the scenes and we can't really talk about it too much because we end up upsetting teams and we upset, you know, riders and, and stuff like that. But you, you have got to wonder that a rider obviously knows what he, he likes you know, to do well. So he, he knows what he needs to do well. However, there seems to be 
there seems to be that you know teams which don't listen to the riders or provide the riders with what they need. Um, you know, whether it's you know a choice between different sponsors, saving money, and blah 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 blah. I, I do find it strange when you know teams will not support that rider with what they need to get the job done. Yeah, but you can understand it to a certain extent. Like they're also restricted with. Like Simpson can go out and go like a sponsor can go to Simpson and go, oh, we want you to use this suspension, and he can go, no, you're right. Like I don't want that. Yeah. Whereas if he was riding for a team, the team manager would be like, well, that's the best business decision. Exactly. So I will go with, yeah. And then Simpson stuck with what the team has agreed to. Whereas he's now because he's now the team manager, the team manager is making the best decisions in the interest of the rider. Yeah. Whereas maybe that isn't. Not in a malicious way, but maybe that isn't always the case. But that's where you've got a you've got a way at this. You know, riding for teams or, or or having a privateer effort, or choosing a smaller team which are a bit more flexible, because you know whether it's tires, whether it's uh, uh, engine, whether it's suspension. You know, the, these are these, and on a four fifty, obviously, it really does make a a, dif- a difference to that rider, especially the way they like the bikes out. So by taking them away from something they're used to and then making them ride something else. You're never going to get the best out of them. Question. Mm-hmm. When are you going to tell me I was right about cold enough? Uh, because I'm ready. I'll quite happily sit here while you tell me I was right all along. Go ahead. I'm, ha- I'm more than happy for you to put me on a, bed- a pedestal and tell me that I was correct. Well, I'm not going to yet. But I clearly <laughs> was quite onto something. I am, I'm not going to say I'm there yet. Did I not say sick through ninth? I just, I, I'm baffled. I Why? Really, because I'm not. I called this. This is cold enough. I'd like to introduce you to Glenn Cold Enough. Guess what? It's not a new human being. It's not. So we just got to sit back and wait for it to get to the last three rounds. Yes. Yeah. Second half of the season, it'll something's going to click. They'll get that new gas gas bike figured out. All new bike. Do you think that's what it is? Do you no, think? I'm. I was being sarcastic. It's a KTM. Do you think he's he's just not gelling with the red plastics? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was joking, obviously. It's a KTM. It's the same back bike as he rode last year, if not better. But this is just what he does. This is just what he does. I don't know what more I can say. I was right. But you've got to feel for Tim, the team, because obviously Coldenhoff's, you know, kind of blowing cold at the moment. Monticelli is... But I don't even think he's blowing cold. I think he's just doing what he does. This is good for Coldenhoff. No one else thinks so because everyone has such high expectations. I'm more than, I don't think it's bad at all what he's doing. It's just what he does. Obviously, it's not excellent and it's not the best he can be, but it's what he does. Okay, so... Obviously, being stuck into Sal's real wheel didn't help at all, but... Yeah, I mean, he was a little bit unlucky on that one. But still, ninth in the first one. Wait, hold up. So he's sitting in the championship at the moment with 56 points. Mm-hmm. And Hurlins is 94. Hmm. Odd. If only someone had called this. Yeah. Nah. The only thing I'll admit that I was wrong on was Geyser. Everything else, everything else I predicted seems to be coming true. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as long as you feel happy about it. I feel very happy about the season's going. Okay. Um, Bob Rashev obviously put in two solid rides. I'll tell you what, a ninth in the second race was the first time he's done anything positive since in a HRC. long, long time. No, he was good on Suzuki. Was he? You're generally trying to think when he lost Roda Suzuki, aren't you? I'm just trying to think. Uh, yeah, that was a, a, a crikey. What, what was that, 17, 18? 
would have been 18. 18, yeah. Yeah, because last year was Boss Kawasaki. Before that, Boss GP slash Suzuki. Yeah. But no, it's been a while since we've, um, we've seen him out there. So. I mean, obviously injuries were the problem for that. But yeah. after Matterly and the beginning of Vulcan Squad, I was beginning to wonder if 14th back was just his placement. Well, it was a year ago when we seen him in Argentina and we were walking back from him from the, the press event. And he, and he basically said he couldn't even hold on. He had no grip in his hand. He even got a late start with RFX because of the whole wrist hand thing. I mean, actually, leg as well. Leg, he did rush, uh, broke his leg in Russia, didn't he? But that was a significant injury that he sustained. Oh, yeah, every wrist. Yeah. He's had a rough go, which, why, which is why it wouldn't surprise me if he now isn't a top 10 guy. But who knows? That's got to give him some confidence because I'm sure he was questioning the same thing. And it was uh, obviously that wasn't the easiest track to, to get a ninth. A ninth a, I yeah, mean, but it's, in, it's up, right up his alley. Again, but still, it's still when you're recovering from an injury or coming back from an injury, that's not exactly. Oh, he's there. fine now, though. Okay. 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 Don't, you want me to just go with it? No, on? no, it's okay. fine. It's absolutely fine. It's... I would you, like to. You crack on. I would like to point out again yep. just how good Prada is. Yep. Like I, say, I even said to him after the race, like, I said, you're doing so good that all I'm thinking about is how good you would have been had you come in healthy and with a full head of steam and all of that. And I said, like, even you must be wondering. And he was like, oh, we'll never know. We'll never know. So I just said, like, oh, I think we know. And he just said, thanks, <laughs> which was nice of him. <laughs> so, he's, he, so even though uh, he said last week that we've got to wait till Spain, um, Portugal, before we start to see maybe if he's okay. I... Spain is going to be such a reset. I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if he came out swinging and won a moto. Like, genuinely. Because what, what's wrong? Like, there's nothing he, wrong with what he's doing at the moment. Everything points to the fact that he's going to be right in this thing when he's healthy. Did, did he lead for a couple of laps the weekend as well? Yeah. Yeah. Around, like, what, fourth in the first race, I think? Yeah. I remember like, he got a start and he, and, and he went and he was, he was looking really good for it. I still two, expect his conditioning to kick him in the ass. Like, yeah. I still think, in my head, I'm still like, well, surely he's not going to be able to hold his pace the entire way. But he seems there. He's like, at the moment, he's good. And that's coming off of a broken femur. So when that's no longer a factor, he'll be great. And who knows? That's, I, I'll tell you what, going into Spain, that'll be, that is what I'm most excited to see. Because I think he could, A, upset this Hurlings geyser dynamic we have at the moment, and B, start to raise questions of, well, he's, four, he's only got 40 points to make up and we've got 20, uh, 18 races to go. So, A notable shout out for um, Harry Coolest weekend. Again, it was, uh, I was watching and I was thinking, who's that guy? And uh, Harry Coolis popped up with a top 10. Yeah, I was surprised at that. Me too. Um, also, where do you think that kind of puts him for this week's British Championship? Uh, we've got questions about that at the end, so we'll do that at the end. Okay. I just think that's, it's quite interesting because he's one of those guys which, um, you know, obviously we've got the Cyril, the, you know, the Sim uh, Simpson and, and, and the rest of the, uh, you know, the guys up front. However, some he, he's actually a potential title contender. I'll tell you. We've got, I'll tell you who was the most impressive rider at the weekend. Okay. No one is going to even consider him. Since when did Patrell ride sand well? Yeah, good point. 
I thought you were going to say Lars Van Berkel. Like, since when was that a thing? Yeah. Uh, Patrell, yeah. Wow. Like, I actually don't really know why he's so good this year. What happened in the second race? Well, I can't remember if it was the first race or the second race. The first race, he finished, what, 10th? Yeah, but I thought it was the second race that he was up there and finished well. But now... Now we'll have to find one out of the races, One of the races... After the finish, he was sat in the corner coming back onto the start straight, unable to start his bike. And I couldn't figure out if he was just about to get, if he'd just been lapped and didn't see the checkered flag or whatever, so kept, tried to keep going, realized the race had ended, stalled it, and then couldn't start his bike again. Or he just missed getting lapped, had started his final lap, and the bike conked out on him there and then. I couldn't figure out. I really couldn't figure out what the situation was. But either way, he made bloody good. Actually, it was the first race when he was battling with um, Caroli, I think. Okay. So, yeah. So one thing I want to talk, talk to you about now. Um, you want to tell me I'm right about cold enough? Or? No. Uh, something was, what I, you know, is kind of interesting. Um, not so much about Covington, but Gebbin as a whole. They, they've obviously switched from Kawasaki to Yamaha. And... When we, when we looked at this team at the start of the season, Covington, Lupino, and Lupino, we, you know, on the Kawasaki, he was gating well. He was running, you know, top five last year. Um, and then we got Vlanderen, who we, you know, great rider, fully expected him to come in 450 and really shake things up. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's, I don't think we can say it's the riders. I think with, with all three riders kind of, seem to be having problems with the bikes and, and bits and pieces and finishing races. It looks like the switch from Kawasaki to Yamaha is not going smoothly. Well, I had four mechanical failures at the weekend. Well, actually, no. They had four as in two for Lupino and two for Vlanderin on Sunday. But Vlanderin also had a mechanical problem in the qualifying race on Saturday. Basically, when Lupino's bike exploded in the second race and there was a cloud of smoke, that was the perfect picture, not sure what's just set my Siri off, that was a perfect picture to sum up the current situation at Gebbin. Yeah. Because it is just a cloud of smoke. A flaming yeah. mess. But you can't judge Vlander in at all because he's coming off of no, an injury and he had two months off. So hey, I, don't, I don't think we can judge any of these riders. I think there seems to be, you know, up against it with the I machinery don't know. at the moment. Well, I don't know. At least Covington, um, at least Vlander and Lupino are lining up. Yeah. So like, I think Covington's a whole separate thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, they had mechanical failures, but they at least were like able to put in laps in practice. Like Landon was 18th. Yeah. Covington was 38th. I do, I do think... So Covington is a whole separate situation. Yeah. I, I did hear kind of um, murmurings that um, they're looking at suspension as well as, as other parts where... So it, I think at one point, I think they're even you know, thinking about going back to standard suspension. So, um, th- Yeah. There's obviously some, you know, and this is always the same when you when you change from a manufacturer. Where, you know, they've they've gone from quite a few years of running Kawasaki's and knowing how Kawasaki's are, are, are ran, and then you switch to a manufacturer, and yeah, it's it doesn't look like uh, you know it, it's going too well with, with with the new Yamaha at the moment. As well as Prado, when we come back in Spain, I think Covington's the other big thing to watch. Yeah. Because he would have had six weeks. So if things haven't gotten better, then fuck knows. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, I think we're going to, we'll probably see a different Vlanderen in, um, 
you know, a, a more competitive lander in as well. Well, body-wise he should be, but who yeah. knows where the bike will be at. Well, we, we got hope that six weeks of, of now testing, that they, they can get six weeks more sort of testing parts and products and stuff like that on the bike, that they'll be a little bit more competitive. You would think it wouldn't be surprising if they are, or you would think they would now be working harder than anyone, anyone else for the next six weeks. Right. Um, we're going to go for an advert break. Um, it's these guys which... Uh, enable us to do this show. I'm not sure how much of these shows I can continue to do with Lewis, but I will try and come back after the break. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at Evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out Liat.com for more. Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back. We're still here. Hopefully we're still live and you can see us. I don't know if you can see my, uh, my hoodie, but um, I am now a Yoko factory pilot. It's official the weekend. I've done the deal. Um, I've signed for about 200000 a year. Uh, I just got to wear this hoodie uh, a couple of times. But I had a four-hour meeting with um, Yoko, and they're really happy. Um, obviously, I'm, 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 I'm on the payroll now with uh, Stefan Everts and, and Liam Everts and, and stuff, you know, with Arminas. It's nice to be part of the team. So, uh, yeah, you haven't got one of these, Lewis? Oh, no. Yeah, uh, you get back to your comments. Um, those guys and Technical Touch are actually uh, some of our sponsors. And I'm going to quickly run through them now. These are the guys um, who support us. And uh, if you can spend some time, just get onto their Facebook, like their page, onto Twitter, you know, that type of thing. Those are the things which can help. Um, they support us. If you can support them, then uh, this is how it all works on this side. Uh, so without uh, further ado, Liat, who sponsor our Ask Ice Anything, they have brought, brought out the Velocity 4.5 and 5.5 goggles. 
the goggles this year are worn by Adam Sterry, Peter Petrov. Uh, Peter. Peter Petrov. I like Peter. Maybe change to Peter. Peter. Justin Hill and Vince Fries. Uh, with permanent anti-fog uh, anti and bulletproof designs, these features make Liat Velocity 4.5 and 5.5 goggles a great choice at a great price. Now, you can win a set of Liat 6.5 promotional goggles tonight. All you have to do is leave a comment on uh, YouTube or Facebook. Um, probably, uh, you know, leave anything like Lewis sucks or, you know, anything like that. It's, it's not a problem. Uh, if you want to go a bit more personal with Lewis, that, that's cool as well. Um, so those goggles are up for grabs. We may have uh, a few more goggles over the next month from Liat. So uh, we might do this as a weekly thing over the next month. Next up is SBS. They sponsor our Stop It feature. Uh, SBS are sponsors of Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing uh, with riders Jeremy Sewer, Arnold Tonus, and Gautier Paulan all using the brakes, uh, as well as privateer hero who uh, from the weekend, Sean Simpson. So head over to sbs.dk to find brake pads, brake discs, clutch kits, brake shoes for your street bike, racing bike, scooter, Harley, V-Twin, or ATV UTV bikes. Next up, as I just mentioned them, Technical Touch. They are the, uh, uh, they basically export uh, or import uh, distributors for Hinson and KYB. These guys are based over in, uh, in Lommel, a really, really impressive uh, setup over there when I went over the weekend. And uh, they have one of the big suspension trucks uh, every GP. So they literally support pretty much half the paddock in MXGP with the KYB uh, factory kits and an actual factory suspension. You can actually get the factory A kit from them. Uh, so head over to the Technical Touch website, and you can find out a little bit more information about those guys. Uh, next up is Yoko, uh, as seen with uh, the hoodie. Uh, and you can see the little gloves over there in the uh, fantastic kit. Really, really good. If you're looking for some hard-wearing kit, um, and the great thing is, is what I like about the Yoko kit, is you can go to your local practice track, and uh, you know, it's, it's not as popular with you know, practice tracks as what other kits are, so... Uh, I, I like rocking up in, in, in my set of Yoko kit. And I've actually got the Retro Range come in with, my, with the name and number. You can actually get the Retro Range. I think it's retail at £245 on Evenstrokes or yoko-europe.com. And uh, you can look like you did back in the 80s. Uh, the kit's really, really good. Created in Finland, made in Finland, and uh, is available on Evenstrokes as well. Uh, so uh, they have the limited edition 80s Retro kit. If you haven't seen it, Take a look. And if you're young, uh, maybe ask your dad about it. Uh, I'm 44, so Yoko was uh, all about the 80s. Next up is Talon. These guys sponsor uh, Rocky Mountain ATV with riders like Blake Baggett, who had a nightmare the weekend. Uh, Justin Bogle, uh, who's out. But uh, Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna Racing Team, uh, Anderson, Osborne, and Dean Wilson. Uh, Adam Sterry and Boutron are running MXGP. And also the private hero, Sean Simpson, once again. And Barbashev, who got his ninth overall, he was running uh, uh, Talon the weekend along with Joel Rizzi, Josh Gilbert, and Harry Coolis, who we've mentioned previously. Next up, Even Strokes, Europe's newest online motocross store for riders by riders. Stocking some of the best brands out there like Yoko, Talon, Alpine Stars, Recluse, One Gripper Seat, Fast House, X Brand, to name a few. Get some great deals and make motocross more affordable through their new rewards program. If you've not seen the rewards program, get on there. As you buy, you earn. Plus, you get rewarded with points for your birthday and sharing stuff on social media. These points can then be rewarded uh, against uh, a bit like cashback. So then your next purchase, you can get a reduction off. 
Then we've got Atlas. Atlas Brace is a racer design, racer tested, and has been developed around the necks of championship winning professionals. So for years, Ryan Villapoto was using Atlas Brace, and we see it within uh, MXGP and also in the AMA Supercross and Motocross. It was a uh, development team is led by Supercross and Motocross racer Brady Sharen. Team Atlas was able to create a revolutionary new device that aims to solve many problematic criteria that exist with net protection today. And last but not least, 7MX. Now, if you look at Barry over there, rocking the DBB, uh, is that a jukebox beat sticker on him, Rob? A little bit of free promotion there. Um, 7 Gear. If you've not used 7 Gear, check it out. It is so, so cool. I've actually had to go to the gym to wear uh, 7 Gear just because, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but you have to have a good torso. So um, my beer belly uh, doesn't look so good in the 7 Gear. However, um, you guys, sculpted guys like Lewis Phillips in studio would look great in 7 Gear. But 7MX, massive supporters, and they've obviously provided the prize for MX Manager where you get to meet uh, James Stewart at the end of the year. Uh, all expenses paid. Uh, if you don't know about that, you need to head over to MX Manager. You need to buy the premium version. And one lucky person is going to be going over to the Stuart Compound at the end of the year. So that's our sponsors. Without those guys, we wouldn't be here. Um, Lewis, are you okay? What's up? Did I'm you manage right. to chill out in the, in the break? Um, I almost fell asleep then. Jesus. Oh, wow. Oh, well, that's, that's great for everybody. Yep. Uh, so you're feeling tired as well as... Has this been quite a, a traumatic event for you the well, last few doing days? Doing podcast? No, like with the whole coronavirus thing and, and now not being able to go to a motocross event for six weeks. I am a sufferer yeah. as a result of that, yeah. And it's made you quite aggressive as well, hasn't it? Well, I just, it's a shame, isn't it? No one saw this coming. No. No. But so, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, are you happy to leave MXGP now and move on to MX2? Yeah, let's move on. Okay. Um, so I'm going to let you lead with MX2 now. Because you have nothing to say? I have nothing to say. <laughs> Question. Okay. Does Tom Vial now keep the red plate until the end of the year? No. Okay. No. Just fine. Um, no, and that's absolutely fine. I've seen enough from Gertz the weekend um, to show me um, that it's not going to be all Vial. I don't know. It's not going to be all Vial, but if he keeps getting starts like this, like first race, Vial was not the fastest rider. Mm -hmm. Not a chance. Was not the fastest rider. No one can argue that. Yep. Because he got a good start, he finished second. Like, what you, like, bish, bash, bosh. That's yeah. how you win a title. Yeah. I've got to be honest. Um, my, my thought process changed um, once I watched Garrett's in the second race. To watch him come back from, I don't know, 33rd, 32nd, right away through to, to 7th was pretty phenomenal. Oh, yeah. He's clearly a different guy this year. But and still. And we know that the bike is better. He's got a star racing engine in there. Um, he seems to be a lot more happy with it. I think the jury's still out, though. I don't think so. I don't know. Spain, Portugal, those are tracks that I wouldn't necessarily think he's going to be great at, so it'd be interesting to see if he excels. Yeah. I can't believe we're now talking about Spain and Portugal as the next races. Yeah, I know. Is, is it just starting to... It's mental, isn't it? That's meant to be round five and six. I know. We're going to have to... If, if there's any, um, any good therapists out there, uh, you're listening to the show you think you can help out um, I'll be fine just send me to Denver what's, what's it Denver Supercross okay 
Or if you act fast, I could go to Indianapolis this weekend. Right. Okay. So if I send you away, that means I don't see you for yep. a month. I just require all expenses to be paid. That's fine. I think I've got a credit card I can put you on. Um, so obviously one person we expected to come in hot, Van Moosdijk. It didn't quite work out. No, he's already had a, like a bit of a disaster. Matterley was a massive disappointment. Volkenswald was also a massive disappointment. The only old uh, little uh, glimmer of hope and light is that he should be back in time for Spain. Too much, too much pressure coming into season? I don't actually season. know if he would be back in time for Spain. No, I don't think he will be. I don't know. I think three months. Really? Broken ankle, yeah. Oh. I would have thought. I don't know, didn't he? I swear he said something. I don't even imagine. That, that depends on how quick So he many helped. people have said that they'll now be back in Spain at... I'm kind of just throwing that blanket over everyone. Yeah. Well, if he's, if he's back in Spain, we just don't know how great he'll be back in Spain if yeah, he is. Anyway, he's out of the title at this point. And, and yeah, like, but it's over. Do you think expectations played a part in, in his start to the year? Odd. At the start of the year, before the first round, I remember me, myself, saying that I wasn't putting him in a group of contenders. Yep. And I remember you, yourself, telling me I was crazy. And I remember me saying, well, he's still a rookie and like rookies to expect a rookie to deal with that pressure straight off. Basically, is this show just all about how great Lewis well, Phillips is? I just kind of feel like... Because it is, we might as well just Well, no, because that was another thing where you told me I was crazy. And already, I'm looking pretty good. I haven't looked at the comments yet, but I think a lot of the comments are going to be saying that you're a knob. I don't know. I think they will. You called Petr Petrov Peter, so it's not looking too good for you, uh, is it? He doesn't care. He doesn't even listen to this. He doesn't care about me. I can call him whatever I want. I call him Bob or Dave. <coughs> Dave Petrov. I'm not really concerned about what he thinks. More the people listening. They didn't care either. Okay. They're, I, trust me, the people listening are a little bit more like me than they are you. All right. Yeah. We're real people. Okay, brilliant. We make mistakes. We're humans. We're not robots. I think calling a guy by his actual name isn't exactly a yeah, whatever. high demand. Whatever. No one cares. Crack on. I'm very close to saying that Vial's going to keep the red plate the rest of the year. Really? Mm. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. Why don't you talk a little bit about Jed? What, another thing I was right on? Yeah, just crack on, yeah. Oh, okay. You love talking about well, how right you are surprise, and you are. I'm not, I was a bit surprised that he was that good in the sand, to be honest. Yeah? Oh, you're probably out of us. Okay. No, no, you carry on talking about Jed. Maybe chuck a Ben in there as well. Okay. I'm genuinely a bit surprised. Talk to people about MX2. Oh, actually, that's a good point. I am a bit surprised how good Jed was in the sand. Bit of a bummer that he missed the podium again by a couple of points because he could, he could have easily won Matterley and had a podium at Vulcanswald, which suddenly changes the way we look at him completely. But based on two rounds, two completely different tracks, one track that you'd think would be good for him but holds bad memories and one track that you kind of wouldn't consider great for him at all. Hello. I like how you just, mo like, all you do is moan at me, but it's because, what, you mo what, what happens is you moan at me because when you, because you're trying to talk about motocross and you have nothing to add and you're looking for me to throw out a life raft to save you. I don't, but, know, I don't know what you're on about, but carry on. But, there's, you, but you're looking at me and because I'm looking at the comments, you can see that I'm not ready to save you. So you're like, shit, I'm, I'm, out, I'm on my own. I'm on my own. I've got to keep rambling about motocross, but I know nothing. Help me. Does Josh Coppin still race? Where, uh, like, questions like that go through your head. And that's when you turn to aggression because that's your natural defense mechanism. 
what? My natural defense mechanism is to punch you in the face. Okay. Um, so Jed, very good. Very interested to see where this goes from here because Aguada's good for him. Mm-hmm. Spain should be good for him. France should be good for him. Should be good. But I think he is very much in this. Oh, he's very much. 13 points off of, off the, off of the lead. Um, and looking very good. I thought he'd be good, but fourth and fourth through the first two rounds may be better than I thought. Just because that Volkenswald ride was much better than I thought. Yeah. Like second in the second race. Like who would have thought? Also, a lot of sand specialists you would have put ahead of him. Also, who would have thought the factory MX2 team would be looking at uh, Beaton as third in the championship and not Olsen? Well, Olsen came in with two days of riding under his belt. Before that. Oh, before that, yeah, but obviously yeah. there's another factor. As in 2019, Lewis. Okay. Looking forward into 2020. But there is just another factor Jesus to consider Christ. now. Jesus Christ. Can you not fill in the blanks once in a while? Well, it's just another factor to consider now, isn't it? I didn't realise we were living in makeup land. Like, who would have thought a KTM would be thinking, oh my God, we've got Caroli in 2005 when he was on a Yamaha winning MX2. Uh, we could play that game all over, couldn't we? Um, I guess we should talk about Renault, seeing as we ignored him completely. But as normal, I have nothing really to say about him, other than he has had a weird year. Not a weird year. Lots of riders at Volkenswagen told me that he was a roadblock at Matley. Yeah. Can't deny that. Yeah. Then somehow he comes alive in the sand. So, like, is he in this? I don't know. But or maybe... is he out? Like, I genuinely do not know whether this is, like, I, going into each weekend, I feel like, Trying to predict his results is basically chucking a dart at the board, blindfolded, while spinning around. But no injuries that you know of? No? No bike updates, I mean, bike upgrades, more engine. support from, from Rinaldi, maybe getting yeah, the test in the Rinaldi bike. Engi- Rinaldi engine this year, but he was at the Nations as well. So The Nations? Yeah. You're genuinely looking at me like you didn't ride the Nations, aren't you? What? Are you on about Nations or are you on about Matterley? No, the Nations. So he rode a, a Rinaldi bike at yeah, Matterley. That was, was the it? first... No, uh, the Nations was the first time that he got his new engine package for this year. Right, that okay. was the first time he rode with it. Right, and then Matterley, he had the same engine, yes. but wasn't great. But he wasn't great at the Nations either. Right, okay. But... Which is what I'm saying. I don't know whether you... Ex- like, I have zero expectations for him all the time because I feel like I don't have a clue what to say. One person uh, who did look good until um, a big crash on the start, and again, the start featured heavily in this because it took out quite a few riders, was Bra Rami. And he did look very, very good the weekend until that very, very bad crash on the... And actually, the crash was so bad, and he got hit so hard, it sheared off his foot peg. So he actually got himself up, fair play, um, battered and bruised, went to get on his bike, and then suddenly realised that he had no footpeg. Uh, my my uh, jury is out on Barame until Tushantol. Ah, trust me, th- that kid's gonna it's gonna come and it, it, he's gonna be there. I think I underrated. If Spain, but... if Spain is on, I'm predicting a podium. Mm. Yeah, he's gonna be recovered from his. I think he had a hand injury, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I think he'll be recovered in time, and I think you're gonna see he, from from by all accounts, from what I got told. Literally pre-season, he was the one to watch. He was that good. Who told you that? Got my contacts. Okay. One thing that should be said, mm-hmm. and you're going to tell me I'm being crazy. Yep. Watson very much impressed me. No, he was, he was good. Um, I spoke to Ben on uh, Friday, and 
he, he said it was, he, he couldn't quite believe it because Matt Lee obviously had the problem with his hand. And then he wrote... The problem that he said wasn't a problem. Yeah. Uh, then, obviously, two days... Uh, he, it's the first time he's put back-to-back, um, you know, days riding with it, uh, which was midweek. And he said he couldn't believe it because the, the, on the Wednesday, he had no pain. And he thought, oh, okay, okay, this is probably going to be tomorrow. Got to ride again tomorrow. So he went out riding on the Thursday, and again, no pain. So he said it was, it was just great to feel like not in pain, and he was able to, to go out and ride. Um, do you think he'd have been happy with the results of the weekend? Yeah, sure. Also, could have quite easily been on a podium, but what are you going to do? Lots of riders can quite easily be on the podium. But most impressive was, A, his sector one time, because he dry and wet, he seemed to be the best rider in that part of the track, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And B, he rode the entire second race without goggles and was pretty much the only guy who didn't pull in at all. Okay, got a little story about the whole goggle uh, instance. So... I spoke to Ben after the race, and uh, I went out to him. And it was looked like he had a like mascara on. Um, that's how bad the eyes were. So I said to him, "Like, have you, have you gone to see see somebody about the the you know your eyes?" And he was like, "Yeah, I did. I went and seen the the doctor. I thought I'd go and get an eye wash." And I was like, "Yeah, that that'd be a good move, um, given that the, the state of his eyes." So he went into the doctor, and he said, "Oh, do you think you could um, clean my eyes?" And instead of bringing out the usual, um, you know, uh, equipment and procedures, what they, they, uh, they usually do, uh, this doctor decided to unscrew the cap off of a water bottle, pour some water into the cap of the water bottle, and put it on Ben's eye. Now, given, I don't know if you've ever took the top off of a water bottle. I have taken the top off of a water bottle. Fantastic. Time, well, yeah. you would have known then that it's quite spiky. Uh, and on the eyelid is quite sensitive. So the fact that the doctor put a spiky water top of a water bowl on his eye and told him to wash his eye out. So, so Ben mentioned that he would leave uh, there quite quickly and go and buy uh, actual eye cleaning kit from a, from a pharmacy. So uh, that did make me chuckle about the level of uh, treatment from, from the doctor uh, the weekend. All I'm saying is considering the fact that he rode twice before Matley and all of that stuff, I feel like Volkenswald was very, very good. And I'm now wondering just how good he'll be when we come back in six weeks, when the whole bike time issue, et cetera, et cetera, shouldn't be a problem. But then equally, say, similar to MXGP... Choo, choo, sim- all above the Ben Watson train. Similar to MXGP, the same can be said for Olsen. So those two... Yeah. Like right now, no one's thinking of them in the podium equation. Yeah. But we could come out of Spain and be like, oh yeah, shit. Like they are that good because they'll be back to normal. I've got to be honest. Um, Olsen, I don't know what happened the weekend, but he literally managed to get himself pretty beaten up from the crashes and was still able to come through. I thought he'd done really well the weekend. No, but, I can't believe he salvaged the points he did. Yeah. I mean, it's... Like, it's... like Gertz in the second race when I said that, well, when I thought to myself, there's no way he's going to get one point. Similarly, I was like, I, well, I never would have said that Olsen would have got 25 points. Yeah. Nice. It, to, to be there, to be where he is in the championship so far, it is, is, is very, very much damage limitation. He's done a good job. I find it quite interesting as well that Ben and Olsen are basically tied on points, considering they both came in with similar issue and similar expectations for the first two rounds. It's quite interesting that they're basically tied on points and interested to see where it goes from here. 
Well, again, for both riders, this whole break is just played into the hands because you've got to think that we're going to see a different uh, Olsen in Spain. It's basically a if new round. Spain, Spain is round one, basically. It's it, like yeah. it's going to be like these races never happened. And it's shit because it, well, it's basically going to be like these rounds never happened. They were both... Maybe, he, maybe France will be round one. No. Spain's going to go ahead. Do you think? I'm fully ready to go to Spain. Okay. You, you, you may be there on your own. They might not even let you in. That's fine. They might, you, might have, you might be contagious by then. Spain will go ahead. It's six weeks away. Um, I'm not being funny. I want to break this to you. Yep. But you were sat there on Saturday going, Argentina will go ahead. Argentina, Argentina will go ahead. Will yeah, go ahead. Will There's go no ahead. way that it's not going to go ahead. I haven't given up hope. Well, Argentina's cancelled. I'm not giving up hope. No, no, it's, it's cancelled. Don't stop believing. Yeah. Well, I think you need to start waking up and smelling the coffee, mate. It's fine. Spain will go ahead. It's, we've got six weeks. My only concern... You, do you think in six weeks' time, the coronavirus, everybody's going to take a LEMSIP and everybody's going to be fine? No. Do you, know what the, do you know what the death toll is going to be with coronavirus by the time we hit Spain? It's fine. If anybody out there is listening to this and doesn't know much about the coronavirus, please don't listen or follow Lewis Phillips's idea of it will be fine. It will be fine. I think there's a good chance that all motorsport this year could be called off. Why would you say such a horrible thing? <laughs> why, why would you say that? Well, I think it's the truth. The ho- no. No. You are in proper denial. The whole year, no. Yeah. Well, if the whole year is going to be called off, what's to say that next year won't be called off? There's nothing to say next year won't be called off. It will be fine. The only thing that will stop Spain going ahead is government national bans because I feel like which will happen you know countries are actually like closing down yeah but you're telling me in six weeks Italy's still going to be on lockdown because if the lockdown hasn't fixed it in six weeks when it's not going to fix it it's surely no that's what I mean there's a good so like there's a good we're just going to have to power through aren't we all we're, all we're doing is prolong, prolonging the, the inevitable and one paracetamol a, a two paracetamol yeah I think you should brace yourself no, it's fine. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna book a flight for Spain right now. You crack on. Don't use the company card. Um, Spain will go ahead. I've, I think Spain will go ahead. Let's talk about the two gas gas guys. Spain will go ahead because you found out some information a weekend, which uh, a few of us were asking. Uh, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, let me just find the official quote. You got an official quote, or is it a PR? No, official quote. I did some digging. Okay. Um, we said whether the gas gas riders, seeing as they are factory riders, were on the same bikes as Vial, and they have factory engines, yes, same as Vial. So there you go. So there we go. There so we that's go. why we've seen a sudden improvement by. No, can't, no, can't be. That's harsh. You're just basically writing off the riders saying that they've gotten good because the bike's good. Give them a bit of credit. So they were running three and four. Yeah, but you've got to, come on, you've got to give them a little bit of credit here. Sado's always been good, and Lagenfelder, or however you say his name, has shown potential, i.e. at the Nations. You've got to get, like, I feel like you can't just put it all on the bike and be like, there we go, wash your hands of them. But you were saying last week that pretty much anybody could get on a Red Bull KTM and they'll be good. So you've actually just undone what well, you no, just I'm said. Well, so, no, I'm not saying the bike gets no credit, I'm just saying that we have, you can't just say it's 100% of the bike. But you said last week that you put any of those yeah. riders on there and they start to become a contender. That's an interesting quote. I didn't say 100% of the blame, though, did I? 
And actually, I said Red Bull KTM as far as the structure they've got as well with Joel Smets and that, which these riders aren't benefiting from. But Your they, move. But they have got Joel Rowlands, a uh, very good trainer, uh, who's, who's that's, looking that's after a, the guys. Okay, that's not the same as Red Bull KTM. Great setup, great resources. All I'm saying and is... And now I've got factory, basically factory bikes. Sado has shown potential in the last year. And Lajanfelder, or however you say it, was good at the nations. Okay. So, so you would have expected him to step up. Was that a step further than I ever expected? Yes. But you've got to give their skills a bit of credit rather than just sitting here and going, well, they're on factory engines. What do you expect? Stick them on a lesser team, so not should, a factory team, and might as well put them so out to should die. They, so at one point, they were way ahead of uh, factory Yamahas. Did you see that coming? I mean, Gertz crashed in the and ben? second corner. Ben's also dealing with a hand injury. Like, what do you like? But his had hands, no goggles. His hands fine. Yeah, but had no goggles. Okay. Like, they got good. Like, they, I don't, I'm not arguing that the bike isn't a factor. I'm just saying oh. you can't sit here. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they're crap. They're obviously good if they're in the, in the world championship. But I said, I'm not saying that. I, I literally All said I'm saying, saying, they've got factory injuries. You went, well, that explains why they've been doing good then. Like, brilliant. Uh, like, you've got to give them a bit of credit. That's what I'm saying. I'm giving them a little bit of credit, but I'm you just saying now. that. I'm just saying that if if what you said last week was that if you put anybody on that factory KTM, they're going to do well. Yeah, I kind of meant under the Red Bull KTM warning, though. Not the deeper Now you're changing. Now you're, now you're... So what's the difference between a pop... What, what have you got against pop-up tents? I think the Red Sean Bull, Simpson think, was under a pop-up tent I think the Red and, Bull KTM, and was a fifth privateer. I think there's something to be said for the Red Bull Sean KTM Simpson infrastructure, infrastructure. Sean Simpson no? hasn't got a factory KTM and managed a fifth place. Okay. That's... Nice for you. Yeah, I'm just saying. Also contradicting yourself there, considering it's... you've given 100% of the credit to those riders for the bike, but now you're saying the bike doesn't matter? But Sean Simpson's a just very, very good in the sand. Can you... Okay. So you've basically just taken five different... Yep. Five different teams in that argument. That's how I work. Basically, no idea what you're talking about. Shoot in front of the hip. Let's hope something sticks. Yep. Yep. Brilliant. Best we move on from the gas gas riders. They both did well. Interesting to see how they develop. A lot of potential there, but it needs to be harnessed a little bit. And it's nothing to do with the bikes. Nope, I never said that. Nothing not to 100%. do. Nothing to do with the bikes. Most impressive rider was Mitchell Harrison. Yeah. Um, interestingly, Maddie was a disaster. Interestingly, when I asked Lewis about, or we discussed Mitchell Harrison and MX Manager on the way home uh, on Saturday. Lewis was like, bit of a crasher. Uh, he's never going to replicate that the next day. I never said bit of a crasher. Mitchell uh, Harrison is not a bit of a crasher. Bit of a crasher you said around Valkensvard. No, I said what I said. What and I said, he said exactly. he was never going to replicate it. No. And he went out and got two solid results. What I said was, Trentino last year, his first race with Bud Kawasaki, he was really good in the qualifying race. It didn't translate to Sunday. His qualifying race is by no means a guarantee that he's going to be that good on Sunday. What I've realized is you say one thing and do another. Okay, that I haven't done anything here, so that doesn't even make sense either. But anyway. Do we know what happened to Albi? Albi fever. He crashed on Saturday. Hard. I'm not um, sure if he's injured or whatever. Never he, spoken to the guy, to be honest. No, you wouldn't know, would you? Why? Because he's not your type of rider. In what way? Well, uh, coronavirus, for one. <laughs> <laughs> joking, obviously. Joking. Oh, my God. It's fine. What's fine? Coronavirus. <laughs> right. Let's quickly move on from Albie fever. <laughs> and let's talk a little bit about Conrad. So, uh, Conrad was, was pleased with his weekend. 
Were you pleased with Comrades Weekend? Yes, I guess. Such an odd question. Like, literally. well, you have high expectations of people. No, but just we, am we, I pleased with his weekend? Yes, well, I don't. We I'm not his team manager. Like, we know your expectations of people. I think the biggest thing is, as we know, in the past he's had some issues with starts. To be had to get good starts on a start like Volkenswald, which takes a fair chunk of commitment, I think is a good sign. However, at the same time, you'd expect him to have confidence of Volkenswald because it's his type of place and he's been good there in the past. So who knows what side of a fence you stand on, but a lot of things to unpack there. But no matter what, good sign. Interesting to see what happens from here. I'd imagine the British Championship will give him um, a bit of confidence as well. Okay, so... He is currently eighth in the champ, uh, ninth in the championship, joint eighth for Ben Watson on forty-eight points, three points behind Olsen and four points behind Harrop and five behind Hoffer. Not a bad place to be. No. At the same time, we've just got to see how it goes, haven't we? Yeah, but at the same time, good start to the season. Oh yeah, for sure. Cool. We agree on something. Cool. Um, anybody else or anything else you want to talk to talk about in MX two? Um, bam, 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 bam. Let me have a look. Josh Gilbert was good. Yep. 13th in the first one and was like right in the battle for the top 10. So that's worth mentioning. And he's going to take that form into the British Championship this weekend as well. Yep. So I did allude to it earlier and we, we kind of talked about those and I know we'll talk about the British Championship a little bit later or whatever, blah, blah, blah. However, those riders which have, have ridden the, the first couple of GPs, that's, I think that's going to put them at a good advantage. Again, riding against um, competitive riders uh, level up compared to the British Championship and also um, race fitness. One person we haven't spoken about, which 100% we should have spoken about, Bas Fassen. Yeah, he was unlucky. But also really good. Re- yeah, really good, but really unlucky. Like another one where his qualifying ride was great, but I was like, eh, we'll see how it goes. And then he, he managed to, to basically, um, you know, back that up. But a DNF, uh, which is just a, a bike thing, um, and then a crash, wasn't it? Had a uh, bike went. Oh no, that was the first one. First one wasn't it? The bike mm, went. I thought it was the second one. Well, you're you, you know. I can't remember. I thought it was the second one. Maybe not though. No, I think it was the first one. He was in third place. Oh, either way, his bike went in one of them. But if he'd got on the overall podium, which was there was a chance of that. I feel like that... Um, oh, no, it was, it was second. The second one, his bike went. Was that when he was in third? Yeah. Yeah. The he had fr- goggle, the, I Because I'm pretty sure he had goggle issues in the first one. The first one, he scored 13 points. Yeah. Yeah. First one, he had a few goggle issues. He was higher up. Okay, well, thanks for bringing that yeah. one person we should have spoke about, Baz Vassen. You got four words to say. So congratulations, <laughs> no, he, you're doing like, ever so well. That was a huge step up for him after Matterley, which was very meh. And also, I was quite... I put the Matterley ride down to the fact that he had a proper serious injury last year and like, that's going to take time to kind of get out of your system and loosen up. So to come out and do that, I feel like that's... He's away now. Nice little confidence boost. Off he goes. He's better than people give him credit for. I've always said that. He's always been, even back to the Suzuki days, he was always better than people give him credit for. Fact. Thanks, Lewis. Right, I'm done with MX2 now. Can we just quickly talk about this? Let's talk about this. Coronavirus. Oh, for f- So they've moved Argentina to November the 21st and 22nd. 
very unsure how this is going to go. Well, it's, it's not going to go, is it? We, 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 I thought we covered this in the first part, and I thought we got over it. No, we... So we could move on. We, how many more times do you want to talk about this We haven't virus? actually spoken about this. I'm not talking about the coronavirus now. I'm talking about the new MXGP schedule. Yeah, it's not... Argentina is not... I don't care what people say or do. Argentina is not going to happen in November. I think it will if... If by some miracle or nightmare, Spain, Portugal, France have to be cancelled, and then they put Spain, Portugal in October. Well, if, if, but if, what are we going to have? The nations on New Year's Day? It, no, the nations is going to stay where it is, obviously. If by some horrific nightmare, more races have to be moved, um, then they can be moved to October and it pads out that part of the calendar it will obviously work. If Spain, Portugal, France go ahead and we just run the rest of the season as it is, they're obviously not going to have a two-month break between the nations and the last round of MXGP. Another point, rider contracts. How the hell does that work? Like This is, this is unprecedented territory to another level. Yeah, talk about unprecedented uh, you know, situations. Uh, this is a great time to buy an MX Vice t-shirt. They're £18 on even strokes. And uh, I'm actually starting to get a twitchy bottom now because uh, a lot of our stuff's based on actually being at MXGP. So that's how we uh, earn our money. Um, not MXGP payers, but, you know, teams, riders, and, and brands and stuff like that we produce content for. So um, actually now is a great, great time to head over to evenstrokes.com and purchase MX Vice uh, Pioneers, Rebels, and Mutineers t-shirt. That'd be absolutely fantastic, and it might help me sleep at night. Okay. There's, but unless they can find a way to... Unless more races have to be moved and they pad out that part of the calendar, they're obviously not going to have a two-month break and then we're just all going to show up and do a last round. Rider contracts, how the hell does that work? Additionally, how many people are going to go? What, to Argentina yeah. in November? Exactly. Like, it's, if points are wrapped up and all of that and there's not really much to fight for... Like obviously, Red Bull KTM will be there and Rockstar Husqvarna will be there. But beyond that, who knows? Like, it's unprecedented territory to another level. However, we're quickly moving into a situation where the Nations is going to have to be in the middle of the MXGP season, which I feel like in-front moto racing would see that as an interesting experiment. Oh, because that was brought up in a conversation... Yeah. Last year. And I feel like if there's one silver lining to this, they maybe sat there and go, well, this is a great opportunity to see how this actually works. Yeah. And we're not putting that out there. Our hands have been forced. Let's see how this goes. I don't want to see how it goes. No. Like, let's just... I'm, I'm not keen for the... I like to have things wrapped up before you hit the nations. I'm, I'm, I'm not comfortable with nations being, you know, before. The only, um, like Trentino wasn't moved to October so you would think that if this was the plan to extend the season to November instead of lodging Trentino into the middle of July they would have moved Trentino to October and then suddenly they're starting to build this extension to the series so that's a bit peculiar in my mind I'm sure there's other factors that went into it like dates available government funding all of that stuff I, I'm do, do, did the PR say why they chose November? No. 
Well, I think it says after it's considering... a strange, strange time. I think it just said after considering many things with the promoter, the local government, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, November is... I mean, you're in Supercross territory. Yeah, in front moto racing, along with the FIM, the local organizer, plus Aventos SA, as well as the Argentine authorities have worked closely to find an alternative date for this event. Well, they might as well put it... They, they might as well... So what are they going to do? Run in November and run again in March? I would I, guess I, this, so. I, 100%, I can't see this happening. I can't see Argentina GP But then they've said, they've said in the past they want to extend the series to October, November. So again, this is a great, well, our hands are forced. We're going to have to try this out. And then when everyone's like, oh, it didn't work. Well, yeah, it was just a one-off for coronavirus. Like, yeah. It's an interesting I opportunity. Think I think it's SMX all over. Well, no, fans will turn up and it'll... But it's just... Yeah. Strange old world. This is not a situation we're used to. Yeah. But can we not lodge Argentina somewhere else? Like... Well, that would have made more sense. There's literally no room in the calendar. I mean, I did expect there to be some clashes with domestic series. There is. Trentino's been moved to the Zwartcross. Zwartcross. Yeah. Date. Which is a huge blow for those guys. Yeah. Because they expect those GP riders to turn up. Then again, guessing they don't care because that's not why the fans turn up. No. So. Okay. Um, So MX2 closed down. I'm just trying to quickly find a place to put Argentina, but there is literally nowhere. No, I think you... you, I don't think it's going to happen. A bit like Spain. No, um, Spain will. I'm, I, I'm putting it out there now. Spain is going to go ahead. Okay. Viva la Spain. Yeah. And, and, and I remember that look in your face and you saying Viva la Argentina um, on Saturday. And I'm going to Spain. Shit, you're going to be on your own. The man. rest of the riders and teams are more than welcome to join me. Yeah. yeah. You're not, you're not As our youth stream with their podiums and stuff. Okay. Otherwise, I'm more than happy to just go and sit at this track alone. Okay. How do you think... Um, uh, one thing I was going to ask is, how do you think Team 114 riders are adapting to MXGP? That's fine. Is it a baptism of fire? No, it's fine. Crawford's shown speed and been decent. Malka Wicks is coming back from a knee injury, so... Yeah. Crawford, Both riders have shown enough to justify Crawford's being been looking MXGP. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not quite had the... the I guess everything going for him to... But he, he was looking... I thought he looked good the weekend. Here's an interesting one. Okay. So Spain is a man-made track, purpose-built track. Yep. I would presume that's going to be built from scratch in the run-up to the event, mm-hmm. which would surely force a decision to be made earlier than... Spain's not happening, mate. Because obviously if it was a Guado where the track's just going to be there, they could technically cancel it the Monday before. Yeah. But they're not going to want to build a track. But then also they could probably build a track in a week, two weeks. So I guess it isn't that big a deal. Like they'll know early enough. I would start panicking, but no, Spain's going to go ahead. It's not going. Ahead. It's going to go. Ahead. It's not going. To go I'm, ahead. I am very confident that we will be in Spain. Well, I won't. You will be. Spain will go ahead. But you might be on holiday, not actually watching Spain, the motocross race. Will go ahead. Yeah. Um, on that note, let's uh, go to another advert break. Uh, these guys again are the ones that support us. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. 
Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. The MX Vice Show. We are back. Uh, Lewis is uh, finished crying. He's actually got his headphones off. He's just not taking any part of this. Uh, I don't know if you can see him on camera, but uh, maybe he's actually... Oh, he's probably researching coronavirus right now. It's okay. Don't worry about it, buddy. Um, show's brought to you by Liat. Ask Vice Anything. Uh, that's coming up in about the next two minutes. Uh, but one thing I want to give you a, a little uh, update on, uh, some great comments uh, so far on YouTube and Facebook. Keep them coming. We're going to pick one person who's going to walk away with a set of Velocity 6.5 Liat goggles. Uh, shout out to Dave King for uh, supplying them. He's the main guy at Liat, so if anybody wants to be sponsored, um, I'll give out his private uh, mobile um, number and his personal email address in a minute so you can all uh, message him because he loves getting emails and phone calls about sponsorship. So um, uh, we're also trying to go uh, riding, so um, hopefully I'll be able to test some Liat products soon. We're also sponsored by SBS. And uh, when Lewis gets a little bit too much for me, he is actually, Lewis is part of the Stop It feature. So you will hear, you will hear a, uh, usually a swear word, but then a, a Stop It for SBS. Technical Touch, Hints and KYB. Those guys are amazing supporters of MX Vice, like our other sponsors. Uh, I spent some time in, in uh, Belgium with Diego and team, and uh, really good to see those guys the weekend. Really cool set uh, Yoko, fantastic gear. Talon. Local company to us, been with us for eight years now. Uh, they do produce the best motocross wheels in the world, period. If you haven't got Talon wheels, you need to get some. It's an essential purchase. Forget your gas bills, forget your mortgage, get yourself a set of Talons. Next up, Even Strokes, Europe's newest online motocross store. Uh, also in stock, Yoko. Talon, Alpine Stars, Recluse, One Gripper, Fast House, 
and XBrand to name a few. Get over to evenstrokes.com. They've got a really good loyalty program at the moment and you can start making motocross a little bit more affordable by getting some money back. Uh, last but not least, Atlas Braces and the Defender Protector. Um, check this stuff out. Very, very good. And uh, if it's good enough for Ryan Villapoto, it's good enough for you, Lewis Phillips. Hmm. So, one of my favorite sections, and a uh, huge thank you to everybody who sends in the questions. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. I've got some news. <laughs> okay. Oh, for fuck's sake. <sighs> What's happened? Portugal MXGP postponed. Oh, we g- inform you that the Portuguese are- stage of Motocross 2020 will be postponed. Oh. Since we assume we will have a new date. Stay tuned. <laughs> Why is no one listening to me? Two paracetamol once every four hours. <laughs> they are going down like flies. Oh my word. What a day. Plus side. Vast decided it. I'm going to America. What? Because <laughs> Portugal's the same weekend as Las Vegas. What? Viva what? Las Vegas. Well, I'm in Vegas. I, if I'm in Vegas, you're not fucking coming to Vegas. I won't see you, will I? Or you... Oh, this is a disaster. Oh, I do no. Not, I'm going on holiday. I'm, oh, I'm going to get away from you. You're not going to Vegas. Oh, no. Just wait for that phone call from Spain. Spain's happening next. I'm telling you. This isn't... Well, I think you can see he's speechless. Is that a tear? So. I uh, genuinely don't know what we're going to do. Well, I, I'm going to be fine. As normal people, we've got a life, we've got jobs, we're just going to get on with it. But I, I, I don't know what to do with you. Yamaha USA have just announced for all signing sessions for factory Yamaha and star Yamaha race teams have been cancelled until further notice. Uh, so, hopefully we're still alive. Are, are you okay? I don't... I had, how, how, um, so, so before we went to break, we were talking about Spain not happening and you said 100% it's happening, da, da, da. How are you feeling about that right now? It's eight, Portugal is eight weeks away. We will be fine in eight weeks. If we're not fine in eight weeks, the world is fucked. Because if it's not all sorted in eight weeks or at least close to being sorted, what's going to change? Well, two um, paracetamol. I, I don't know if you, have you ever heard of the word pandemic? Um, no. So, so I don't know if you know much about coronavirus, but it's, it's, it comes from the throat. It's, uh, so it's, it's airborne. It's a, so it's it's a cold. if you get close to people, then it's highly infectious. Plus, you don't actually know you've got it until five days after. So you could have infected all those people beforehand. So it's pretty serious, mate. I, I, I appreciate your comment about a couple of paracetamols and a LEMSIP, but that ain't going to cut the mustard. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Should we, can we, can we just go to questions? I don't know if I'm mentally ready for this. Well, you say the questions and I'll answer them. I haven't got the questions, so I can't say them. <sighs> we're, I think we're doing Leah a disservice now. They gave us I, a pair of goggles. What, I'm so glad I didn't book flights for Trentino, Spain or Portugal. Everyone else has booked flights. I haven't. Could say I'm a bit of a visionary. Well, no, we're skint. We haven't booked flights because we're skint. I'm a visionary. Yeah. 
Um, we need to sell more T-shirts and more MX managers to get to get some flights booked. Right, um, stop looking at your phone. Can we please do... Uh, should we play it again? Let's play it again. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. You can do it. Question one. Gioli Bosio said, is Sua still alive or is he punching his bike? Well, um, I do believe that Jeremy was not happy the weekend. Great. Next question. Anthony MX127 said, ask Ben Watson who his favorite teammate ever is. I'm sure it's you, Anthony. Great. Next question. Stop. (laughs) Stop. What the hell? What are you doing? Daniel Smith 94. Stop it. What do we do for the next five weeks? I don't know, Daniel. It's now fucking eight weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're all fucked. uh, Piney Phillips, if you're listening. Oh my, like. I don't know. We're all screwed. It might be a good time to get in the car and come down to the West Country and rescue your son. I would like to make a public announcement and public thank you because a couple of hours ago, I got a text from the Anstey family who said, I'm more than welcome to stay with them in California if oh. I need to. Oh, they're going to regret so saying thank that. thank God for that. <laughs> uh, was this from Max or was this from Millie? This was from Millie, but I'm sure Max is cool with it. No, I don't, I don't think he is. No, I don't think he is. Um, Right, so let's go back to question one. Please, Lewis, don't text Max now. Put the phone down. Stop, stop. Play that. Play the Liat one again. Play Let- that funky music. <laughs> Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Phone Check down, out Lewis. Liat.com for more. Boom. Gioli Bozio said, is Stuart still alive or is he punching his bike? Right, so talk to us about... See where. You spoke to him the weekend. You'd done an interview with him. What the hell happened? Uh, I told you, his front brake locked up. Just that? Just front brake and, and, and that was it? And it had to have yeah, a bad weekend? it was locked up and that was that. Like, okay. wait, what? I don't know what more you want. I don't know. I've literally, we've literally explained the situation. Okay. He wasn't very happy. Is there a podcast available where we can hear it? Yeah, it was quite funny. Okay. Do you want to talk the to us? The post-race podcast I do every week. I don't know what yeah, more you want Do you want, want to talk to us about what was on the post-race podcast? I told you. His front brake locked up many times. But he said it was very funny. Was there elements of the, of the interview you could bring out into the open? He said that um, riding with your front brake locked up is a fucking shit show. Oh. I'm so not in this right now. You, you need to get in it. We're live. <laughs> this is not where we just walk out the room and come back in again an hour later because you cleared your head. Okay. Piney, I am quite serious. If you're listening and watching, I've not seen him like this. Anthony, um, <laughs> Anthony MX127 said, ask Ben Watson who his favourite teammate ever is. Anthony, I'm sure it's Anthony. Anthony, if you're listening, when are you coming back to MXGP? Because we've got a little bit of a break. Um, it'd be good to see you back. So Anthony Rodriguez, it'd be good to see that guy back on a bike. Let's make it happen. Just make it happen. Who, who, no, it's fine. I'm who just the hell are you texting live on a podcast show? I'm texting. What is the point in Portugal doing this? Portugal MXGP asking why the fuck they have done this. It's called a virus my pandemic. Message, my message reads, hey, Portugal, we can do this. Together, we're strong. Together, we can do this. One team. Let's go. <laughs> fuck my... April 26th, 2020. I can't See you there. anymore. I genuinely can't. <sighs> I'm so, I'm so broken right now. <laughs> this is the worst thing that could have ever happened live on air. <laughs> right. 
maybe I can find the questions. Can you send me the questions and I'll talk through it? You, <laughs> just go home. <laughs> just go home. I'm actually broken. I know. Just like, go my home. Brain, like, if people don't know, last year, my brain swelled and I went to hospital. That is happening right now. <laughs> go, go and lie down. Right, I'm taking over. You can just fuck off or do whatever you're going to do. Go and take your headphones off. Go and get a cup of tea or whatever. I'm just going to do some more research on this quick. Uh, Daniel Smith, 94. What do we do for the next five weeks? Well, Daniel, good question. Um, I'm going to take the next five weeks. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, five. <laughs> maybe you should just be quiet and, and, and fuck off. Right, serious question. This is a serious question. Oh. Not only am I now not going to MXGP, what the fuck do people want me to put on MX Vice for the next two months? Because I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going to be putting on MX Vice for the next two months. Do, do you know what the funniest thing is? You think you're going to America. Do you know where you're going? the British Championship, and then I'm going to send you to the Bridgestone Masters, and then I'm going to send you to the MX Nationals. <laughs> <laughs> Not the AMCA. Oh, yeah, you can ask some AMCA as no. well. No! <laughs> yes. Fuck my I'll God. cover the AMCA. Um, right, Daniel Smith, 94. This is what we're going to do for the next five weeks. We are going to go back to having some fun on motocross bikes, possibly in our own countries because we can't travel. But I will be taking the Team Green. Uh, they, you know, unofficially, I am on Team Green, kind of official. Uh, I will be on the Team Green KX2020-250. I will be debuting uh, my first race, Southwest Masters. Lewis will probably be in a mental hospital by then. <laughs> just, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I genuinely do not know what I'm going to do. And, and this is why you need to, like, maybe get out, meet some ladies. The funny thing is, quite a lot of people have just started watching the show. <laughs> I'd imagine I'm on BBC News or something somewhere with Man Unravels. Like, <laughs> well, get five hours later, this stream's still going to be going with me, like, my face this far away from the camera, with me whispering to the camera, telling that the FBI are watching us. <laughs> And it's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, <laughs> at copycat one. I'd just like to say, Dave King from Liat, I'm so sorry that I fucked up your segment, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you're getting a lot of value out of this. So it's fine. That's the only thing that's fine right now because the rest of the world is fucked. Right. Maybe just get out of the podcast I've got to room. drive three hours home after this. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to let you. Uh, Piney again, if Piney, if you're listening, um, it'd be a really good time to message me now so we can decide what to do with him. Back to the questions. At copy KA1, I'm sure a lot of races will get deleted from the calendar. Ah! For fuck's sake. <laughs> what did copycat say? <laughs> oh, fuck. Copycat. That... Remain calm. Copycat. I swear to God, <laughs> remain calm. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it is fine. Uh, deleted from the calendar this year because of coronavirus. Portugal. What do you, think? you know what? I've lost a lot. Of, I've lost a lot of respect for Portugal as a country, but they weren't willing to right. remain calm. Uh, you need to cut now. Get, just get out the get out the room. Go and get a drink or whatever. Just get out. You'll just hear someone. Uh, fall off the at roof. Ollie Building, with the GPs being postponed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's I mean. didn't read these questions before. Um, okay, uh, Ollie Building, with the GPs being postponed, will they move the nations, or will the GPs be after? At the moment, Ollie, uh, there's 
a good chance that MXGP might be cancelled altogether. Maybe we'll just go straight into Nations this year. Um, now, if, you've, if, you've, if you're only just joining the show, you just come in from work and you're wondering what the hell's going on, um, we started the weekend with the announcement of Trentino going from the, uh, or moving from the calendar. Then today we had, I'm uh, pretty sure it's today, no, yesterday it was Argentina cancelled. And as we're live on the show, and, and for those who don't know Lewis, he's quite... Um, you know, he, he needs structure. I like structure. my MXGP. He likes structure in his life. Well, no, so, I like MXGP. I don't give a fuck about structure. I just want to go to races. Yeah, the, the off-season's never good for him. He has mental health issues. Right. So we like to have structure throughout the year. Now what's happened is now they've cancelled Portugal. So now we've got a bit of a problem because uh, there's no racing for six weeks. We can possibly say that Spain's going to go, which is... No! Remain calm, for fuck's sake. Um, next question. Uh, Diego Classens. Uh, Diego Classens from the Mighty Yoko uh, and Technical Touch. What will be the impact of postponing the Argentina GP to November on the MXON? Lewis, do you want to answer this one for Diego? Now... I'll answer this one. Personally, the impact is not going to be good. Personally, on me, I don't think Diego wants to know about <laughs> oh, you. Okay. But what? What's the so? Uh, what would the impact be of postponing Argentina GP in November? Uh, Diego, no, it, it'll be fine because Argentina. The fans are still going to go to LA because they can't get to Argentina. Riders, eh? I don't know. I don't. I doubt the commitment will be there for the nations. I'm sure they will turn up, but I doubt the commitment will be there. The commitment from the riders for the nation. Yeah, like I'm sure they'll be there, but whether they'll be fully into it, I don't know. I think they will. When you're representing your country, you've got to be fully into it. You, you can't, no matter what your mindset is going into, when you see the crowds and you see the people and you see the flags and everything else, you have to be committed to your country. So I think it's just going to be uh, something hopefully we won't ever see again. Um, obviously, you know, the virus is, is you know, is, is unbelievable, something we've never encountered. However, Having a, a GP after the MXON is something we haven't encountered either. There was talk of it last year about maybe it could happen because it could fit for America and, and, and so on and blah, blah, blah. And especially getting the weather right for uh, for the nations and choosing places. So it's going to be interesting this year. I don't think we've seen the last of the cancellations of GPs. Um, but there we go. Um, Timothy Snow UK, do you think they will take any GP races behind closed doors like they have in F1? I heard that was what was going to happen with Spain. Now I'm not sure. But I would question, me as media, would I be allowed in? I don't think so. Oh, fuck off. No, I don't. I don't no, because I would be allowed. I've got a pass. Surely if I've got an official pass, I'd be allowed in. I don't know, mate. Is, are you an essential um, member of MXGP? I would like to think so, yes. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think they'll let you in. How else are people going to know what happened in the race? Well, MXGP TV. Why did they need you there? I'm getting angry. Uh, interesting point, Timothy. Um, one of the things which uh, I find interesting is the promoters make their money from uh, people turning up. So how they're going to be able to run these races without people actually paying for a ticket going through the door, that's going to be the interesting scenario. Now, whether Ustream are going to get an influx of more MXGP TV subscriptions and whether they then say, okay, we're going to give the, the clubs or the, the countries hosting uh, the GPs just to keep them going. We have no fans. Um, 
whether they give them a portion of the MXGP TV money. Uh, that would be kind of possibly one way to do it. I know that the MXGP subscriptions are, are growing every year, so it's something that is is doing very, very well. Uh, at Harmarts, uh, who, what do you think was the biggest surprise last weekend? For me, for sure, Geyser Speed. The biggest surprise for me has been having my future two months wiped from under my feet without any warning. Okay, I'll probably answer this one. Um, I, yeah, Geyser Speed. Um, and on the first part of the show, Lewis alluded to possibly the new bike, which is playing into his favor. Lewis did find out some very good information about how the bike was put together, but refuses to elaborate on it. Obviously. I didn't find out any good information. You, so you didn't find out the person who was... Oh, that was a guess. I'd seen some stuff. I just hinted at it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so um, what was your biggest surprise apart from... I don't know. To be honest, these first two rounds are just becoming more and more irrelevant, aren't they? They've basically, they've basically now become pre-season internationals. Right. Don't you think? Pre... Well, no, they've effectively become like 2019 races. Because by the time we get going again, it'll basically been a year ago. Right. Are you having fun? Because I'm not having fun. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, possibly my biggest surprise, um, I would say so far would be... Hmm, I would say Harrop. He said at a weekend. Oh, sorry, the weekend. Oh, yeah. So Harrop with this year, because I, I generally didn't expect him to come out swinging. But the weekend... Um, Simon Langjonfelder. Yeah, I did Biggest not... surprise. I did not see that one. Um, and also, I've got to be honest, I didn't anticipate Simpson riding as well as he did. Given that he's just started a team, he's got literally... You know, the, the stress, the strain, the financial, you know, literally that. He's only just become, you know, a dad not too recently. Uh, everything else was going on and then goes out and does what he did, which I think it was a phenomenal result against factory teams. So, um, yeah, I think, I think for me personally, I think that was probably my, um, my surprise. Uh, we've got Jay Paul uh, at Jay Paul. What are we expecting from Geyser now? Can he take it up to JH consistently? Can he take it up to him or whatever that says? Can he challenge him consistently? Yes. Will he have consistency? I don't know. Okay. That's the question. So you still think there's going to be the little mistakes Well, no, I don't think there will be, but I think you can't rule it out. Okay. So we will see, I guess. Right. Um, Okay. At Dan Gling underscore Wang underscore more surprising hurling's going backwards after a good start or geysers sand skills oh geysers sand skills all day all day it was it it was a pretty epic um performance the weekend no doubt yeah i would think yeah i agree i agree um uh interesting one at hunter lawrence um the hunter lawrence if argentina is cancelled why is china still going ahead that's the hq of the coronavirus all I've got to say is, I will see you soon, Hunter. Hunter is not doing the Bridgestone Masters. I'll see you in California soon, Hunter. Okay. Um, 
Pawaz 0706. Hunt, the Chinese GP, when the PR came out, at the bottom of the PR, it said, um, in front moto racing are working closely with a promoter to make sure the Chinese GP can go ahead. So the PR was announcing that they found a track. It wasn't announcing that the event is 100% on and we're ignoring the coronavirus. Yeah. I, if Portugal's cancelled, it's not looking good for China. No, I, 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 I think we can possibly say that even if there is a 1% chance China's on, I can't believe anybody who works within the MXGP team, the riders or anybody associated with a series, you know, would, would want to would put themselves in harm's way. So I, I can't see China happening. Uh, thank you, Hunter. I'm okay with that one. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, that's, that's long-term enough where I don't have to worry about that one. Okay, Pawaz0706. What are the chances of MXON being held in Glen Helen in California? I think um, very, very... 0% because if they announced it that it was happening again I feel like but we already there would be too much skepticism from fans and everything where it wouldn't look good from a promotional aspect the only way I can ever see them dipping their toe in that water again is if it's in 20 years time and everyone's forgotten about what's happened recently but we did hear the weekend that um, the MXON is going back to America yeah quite soon quite soon 2022 maybe 2022 and it will be at Redbud maybe Maybe at Rubber. Yeah, it's rumoured at the moment. Rumoured. Okay. I like it just repeating everything I say. Okay. Well, I thought you were quite... Um... Well, the, the rumour came from a good source, but it's not official, is it? Okay. Um, underscore Ultron. Why don't MXGP championships run the number one... Champs, sorry, run the number one like US riders? It's mandatory in America. The rules tell you you have to run number one. It's not in Europe. Okay. Fact. Would you like to see that? No. Uh, no, I don't care. No? I like it in America. So you wouldn't like to see Geyser with the one plate? No? I like it in America, but I don't know why I don't be fussed. I think it would look weird on like Geyser and well, probably it's not down, but I think it would look weird in MXGP. I, I we haven't had a number one plate in MXGP for so long that it would be weird to now see one. Whereas in America, riders dabbled with the number one plate so much that it was always this weird like 50-50. So... Wouldn't there, there was an MX2 rider who... Caroli did in 2006. Yeah, but I thought more recently there was an MX2 Miss rider. Swin, 20. Didn't Jonas 10. ride one? Oh yeah, Jonas, 2017. Yeah, yeah, 17. No, 2018, 2018. He won the title in 2017. But he rode the number one that, that year. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, personally, I'd like to see them number one mandatory, but that's just me. Uh, Mikeska. Dot Mikau, is there a chance there will be some of the races moved forward in the calendar to October to fill the gap between MXON and Argentina? I got a feeling. Well, I, I now I believe that Argentina will be on November because I think Portugal and Spain, the weather will be good enough to run those in October. Yeah. And so I'm guessing now we've got enough to pad out that little portion of the calendar. And you know what? Not such a bad thing to have these these rounds a little bit later. And we know that Spain's going to be uh, Spain, Portugal, Argentina. The weather's going to be good in those countries that time of year. Well, anyway, Spain hasn't been cancelled yet. Okay, you keep clinging on, uh, Kevin Forty Five Kawasaki. Welcome to Team Green, Kevin. Uh, why do the MX manager points take so long this year? After last year, when we had a few bugs, uh, we changed quite a lot this year as well with new point systems, new something's taken out and whatnot. So for the first two rounds, we wanted to make sure that things were rock solid. So we gave it some time and didn't rush things. We've now got things proper dialed in. 
So it'll be Sunday nights from now on, if there's a race anytime soon. Yep. Uh, and just to, to elaborate on uh, what Lewis said, this year we've made some changes. If we hadn't made any changes, then it would be up and running on a Sunday night, no problem. It's just that we chose to, to make some changes this year. Uh, the only good thing is the next six weeks, it gives us a really good chance to, um, to change MX manager, the look and the feel. It's not six weeks. It's eight. Okay. The next eight weeks, we'll be um, spending a lot of time on MX Manager, changing the look and the feel, adding all the prizes in there for each round in the championship prize. So you can see there's going to be a, a whole new front end to MX Manager where you can actually see stats, uh, points from previous rounds. Um, you can find out who's hot, who's not, uh, you know, what, how they fare in sand, percentages, how many riders have been chosen. Blah, blah, blah. There's going to be stats galore. So you're going to be able to go in there. That's all being built at the moment. So there's constantly going to be improved um, uh, front end uh, to MX Manager. And we just, like like Lewis said, we just wanted to make sure the first two rounds we kind of got through without uh, any any glitches in, in the points, which we which we have done, which is great. Okay. Uh, Jason Wayman, 77. When's the third round of the Worlds now? <laughs> These... <laughs> It's it's like they know you. It's just like they, we have a nice question, get you away from the subject, and then bang, just kicks you. Do in you the want nuts. to know what the biggest problem is? You, I think the coronavirus is quite bad in France, isn't it? Yeah, that's after Portugal. Do you want to know what's after France? Uh, Italy, fucking Majora. Yeah, that's that's gone. Help. Yeah, I think you're going to need a holiday. I'm just actually trying to make plans. Probably right in Morecambe or something like that, though. Maybe South End on Sea. Somewhere close Portsmouth. I don't know. Um, Bradley Wheeler. Why don't they have an MXGP round in America every year? The place is littered with awesome tracks and has got to be one of the easiest flyaways to transport stuff to or even get stuff out there. A GP at Unadilla would be sick. I think they're always trying. I don't know why WW didn't stick around because I thought that worked. Mm-hmm. It's very quiet on USGP front nowadays. And it's going to be even more quieter now with everything going on. I guess so. Is your phone blowing up with people saying, are you okay? Is your mum text you yet? Because <laughs> no. I'm actually quite con- concerned. I just text the Anstys with party in the USA question mark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aaron Murphy, do you think with Argentina being two months after the Nations that if the top championship positions are already sorted and secured, teams won't want to spend the money going all the way there if there's no reason to. I'm going to Argentina. I don't give a fuck if you try to stop me. I'm going to Argentina. I don't care if... I don't care... Actually, no, I do care about that. I don't care what you'd say to me. I am going to Argentina. Uh, when's it? Is this in two weeks' time or, no, or the end of the year? Okay. So Although we do have flights for next week. Yeah. So, and I would like to go and have a word with a few yeah. people. I, I think what would be quite nice as well is, um, given that uh, we're a very small media company, um, doing our best, it would be bloody great if we could get our money back for Argentina flights. That would be quite nice. Um, so that would be uh, a great move by Sal if uh, you wanted to help us out. Help a brother out. Uh, okay, Top Team MX. Will the long break due to Trentino and Patagonia being cancelled keep some riders in title contention like Watson, Caroli, Olsen, etc.? They don't need... They, a six-week break would have done them good. They don't need longer than that. 
If that's if we're trying to delay GPs so that Olsen, Watson, etc. can get healthy, they're more than happy with just having Patagonia and Trentino cancelled. Everyone else can stop. Okay. So I don't know if that was Portugal's ulterior motive, but it's fine. If maybe I should scout the rest of these. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, Jack L. Hyde. Coronavirus is in full effect. Is at Lewis Phillips 71 preparing himself for a couple of weeks without racing? I can't. If you look at the camera right now, Jack, um, and look at Lewis, he's pretty broken. I don't think there's anything what can, can prepare him. Uh, at Little Chris Cam. So we are two rounds in now. And the back and forth between Hurlins and the Geyser has given us some amazing racing. Someone's commented on YouTube that they hope I get Corona. <laughs> Best comment ever. Well, agree, is give, so him, do I. give him the goddamn goggles. Because you want to know what will happen? I will power through. What, with your two aspirins? Yep. <laughs> do you want to know what confuses me, right? Uh, so, a lot of things. So all I keep hearing... Girls, they keep, confuse you. All I keep coronavirus. hearing... Coronavirus. All I keep hearing is that the coronavirus has fucked everything, right? And yep. Oh my God, we literally is on lockdown. I was in a gym yesterday, getting some anger out. <laughs> yeah. Like, smashing walls, etc. You should tell everybody about your guns. Your guns were quite impressive the weekend. Brilliant. So I was in a gym yesterday, getting some anger out. Yeah. I look over my shoulder at the TV. There is a BBC News reporter stood in the middle of Bologna, in the north of Italy... Reporting live. So how bad is it for them to just send, for her to get into the country and just stand there in the open with loads of people walking behind her? Like, oh, the coronavirus is happening and it's very bad. Like, it's not that bad, clearly. She didn't even have a mask on. You know that the mask can't help you? Can't? No. Or won't? A, a, a surgical mask, which everybody's been buying, is used by surgeons so they don't cough on people. But they're... The spores or that can get basically think, out. If people think they work and that gets us back to GPs, then fuck, fucking they can think it. Okay. I will buy it. I don't know if in-front motor racing are listening, but business proposition, I personally am willing to buy everyone a face mask if we get this show underway. <laughs> that is my personal investment to you. Hit me up. I think um, for those who, who, who've never listened to Lewis before... Um, this is very on brand. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much what I have to part with uh, day to day in a truck, a, a plane, uh, airport. Uh, so I'm going to start a new app called um, uh, like Buy Me a Coffee. So uh, maybe maybe buy me a beer, maybe buymeabeer.com or something. So maybe every time you feel sorry for me, you could just buy me a beer and I can go and buy one. Uh, Chris, uh, answer to your question, I think this. Um, this doesn't benefit Hurlins or Geyser. Both are in, in great form, but I do believe it will benefit um, the, the, the other riders like uh, Caroli. Hurlins uh, wants to work on his intensity, so that's the only thing he can gain in this He's break. not going to be doing that, is he, in this eight weeks? Well, one thing I am now wondering, are all of these riders going to just hammer down for the next eight weeks? No. Or would you take, would you take two weeks holiday? I'd take four. Like, would you be like, okay... No, seriously, why... why like, I don't really know how why, you... Why train every day? Why ride hard every day to, to literally get injured before the next GP? You might as well just... Everybody have, like, four weeks off. Even better, do some private videos with us. Um, at CR Dory, when mechanics change teams, are they free to reveal all the secrets of their previous team? Or is there unwritten code or practice between teams and mechanics? Great question. 
What do you think, Lewis? You would think there would be some kind of non-disclosure clause or whatever, but all of the rumours from the paddock come from mechanics. Because all the mechanics talk to each other, and that's how so-and-so is not happy with his team, so-and-so's not, not happy with his bike, so-and-so's talking Problems to this team. Problems with bikes, yeah. All stems from the mechanics. Yeah. So all those mechanics now are not going to speak to Lewis. Why? Because you just threw them under the bus. Oh, right. I've never, we're, ne- we're, not, we're never having another round of MXGP again, so it's fine. Any, anything else you want to talk it's about? It's time then? to accept that that's it now. The year is 2030, and we're still waiting for the coronavirus to fuck off. Okay. Um, at Dan Evans 525, question for Lewis. Can you work out the number of GPs that Tano Leoc has had? He reckons it's around 262 after last weekend, but wasn't sure. Also, who has the highest number of starts in MXGP? Leoc Caroli. I'd love to see this on the stat sheet. Work it out. I've got enough time on my hands now. I'll build a time machine so that we can go individually to each GP he was at. Yeah. Uh, I, the reason I can't do yeah. that stuff is detailed results and information on anything 2003 and earlier is impossible. So I can only go with stats. I can only go to 2004 because that's the only place I can get proper concrete information such as lap charts and everything. Like entries, everything. So for all the people that knock Ustream, before that it was utter shit Yeah, Ustream have properly built something that works. So... But because I'd like, there's always stuff that I'd love to go. Obviously, it's fine. It's pretty much fine now because most 98% of the riders all started post 2004. But there's certain things that I just can't figure out. Um, maybe there is something somewhere that I'm missing, but I've looked far and hard. Okay. Uh, at Phil Malins, very surprised that there was only one Kawasaki in MXGP. I know Fevre is injured. Why have teams not chosen to go with Kawasaki? If not that it's a shit bike, are Kawasaki not offering any support for teams? I got a feeling that um, KRT were going. KRT decided to spawn. KRT decided to put all of their eggs in the feather and the sale basket. Yeah, they were going to support someone on another team, but then pulled out last minute with an eye on putting all of their resources into the. Fever and sale basket. And we know that Dixon went for Max Anstey. Well, that was what I was talking about. Okay. There was a deal there where there was going to be KRT support for Max on Dixon, and then he would go, if DeSalle or Fever got injured, he could potentially move over there, but then KRT were like, actually, or Kawasaki, I guess, KRT weren't involved, but Kawasaki themselves were like, all of our eggs are going into this basket, so. Yep. Uh, and obviously, Gebben moved to Yamaha, um, possibly on the back of this. Um, I'm sure this was being mooted around the paddock beforehand so that the budgets that were putting out. And obviously, um, Kawasaki have got Jonathan Ray and Alex Lowe's in uh, the roadside. That's taken up a lot of budget. So that's taken up some budget as well. Um, obviously, Team Green, fantastic company, um, fantastic bike. The KX250F is a phenomenal bike um, and will be on display at the second round of the Southwest Masters uh, by yours truly. Um, okay, at Dab Onum Folk, British Championship, top three, both classes. Go, Phillips. MX1, Tommy Simpson Bobashev. MX2, Conrad, Bass, Gilbert. Oof. Am I missing someone? I feel like I'm missing someone in MX2. 
Tomnil. Tomnil, Comrade, Bass. Very good. Tom's going to be very happy with that. Very happy with that. Um, well, given that, don't, don't you do some, your job for the ACU? I Surely like you would know the one, British thought... Championship quite well. Haven't you been writing the, the report or the preview for this week? I'm pretty so sure how that... do you not know the MX2? There's a chance they might not want me at the race this weekend on account of my mental stability. <laughs> <laughs> You're mental anyway. Um, so I think, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say, I don't know. Oh, I think it's, gonna, it's one thing for sure, it's going to be great racing. MX1 stat. Tommy, Barbrashev, Simpson. But do you, think Tommy's at, do you think Tommy's at a disadvantage at, at not racing yet? No, because it's Tommy. He's got enough. It's not like he doesn't know what... He knows exactly the level that Simpson is currently racing with. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Well, on your advice, I'm going to go Tommy, Simpson, and Bobashev. Bobashev showed me enough the weekend that he's definitely better. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Can't, can't not Van Donick's going to be better than people think. Van Donick's going to be good. Jake Miller's going to be good. Um, Jake Nichols. We don't know what... what we haven't seen Jake ride for a while now, so uh, hopefully he'll be good. Um, well, it's not said in me updates. No. Um, MX2, I'm going to go with uh, some... Yeah, the West Country will be sweeping uh, with a 1-1. Uh, then I'm going to go... Oh, I thought we were doing championship predictions. Are we? Are British Championship top three both classes. I thought for this week. Oh, anyway, those those were my championship predictions. Okay, I'm going to go Gilbert second because that's a, a track that he's rode quite a lot. Yeah, I was going West Country. Yeah, so I'm going to say Muse Gilbert and um um I'll just say Basson because I think he's he's due some luck. Uh, Ronald Bangma, what's up with Team Geben Van Venroy? Flander and Lupino two times DNF and Covington didn't race it all. Lewis, do you want to go over that again? No, we've been over it. Okay, it's so fine. the switch from it's Kawasaki to Yamaha is, is, is obviously not going to plan. Um, they've probably tested the, the, the bike, um, but probably, I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I don't know the ins and outs, but I know from um, uh, the Yamaha 450 last year, there was a certain Comrod that you had to use. Um, there are certain parts that you had to change out, um, some with the gears. I'm not sure if that's changed to the 2020, but I know the 2019 450 Yamaha, there was uh, a few things that you needed to change on the standard bike. Um, there was an issue with the, the com. I know there was an issue with the Comrod, which uh, went through the engine a few times. So uh, I'm not sure what's up with a 2020 or what's up for, for Gebbin, but I'm guessing that the switch from Kawasaki over to uh, Yamaha, they probably need to spend more time testing. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a suspension handling issue or, or whether it's uh, engine or reliability. So, um, but, you know, it can only get better. And I guess this, this eight to 10 weeks, maybe 12 weeks, maybe 14 week break would be, um, would be good for them. And that is Ask Vice Anything, brought to you by Liat. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. So, uh, if you're looking live, um, just have a look at Lewis's face right now. Lewis, look at the camera. Look how happy he is. For one pound a month. 
you could bring me happiness. Just sponsor a child today. Sponsor Lewis. Um, you could also sponsor Lewis by uh, buying an MX Vice t-shirt on evenstrokes.com. Uh, 100% of the proceeds go towards uh, us running the company. It's our first year back um, out from the, the corporate monster. And uh, we're back on our own and surviving day to day and living on Kit Kat Chunkies. So uh, any support you guys can give us, whether it's MX Manager, which is £12 premium, that goes and a long way. never continue. And also, um, the, uh, obviously, the MX Vice t-shirt. Both of those things go a hell of a long way. I just want to say a personal thank you to every one of you that have bought a t-shirt and MX Manager so far. Honestly, it is friggin' awesome. We've got such amazing community of people around us. It's great. And, and any more support you can give us is, is absolutely fantastic. So, Lewis, how did MX Manager go for you this week? I don't know. Oh, look. Okay. Uh, my MX Manager was not bad. I uh, decided to go all MXGP. I didn't do teams or manufacturers. I just literally decided to go with Prado, Simpson. Uh, let me get the rest of my team up. Prado, Simpson. Uh, manager. Bear with me. Face ID is not working. I must have. I aged. got 97 points. Then I beat you. Again, that's two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Lewis sucks bad. Jazzaconis did Lewis good Phillips. for me. Jonas did bad for me. Moose Dyke did bad for me. Red Bull KTM as a team did good for me. And that's all I had. So I had Simpson, which was 250,000, bargain. Jonas, 250,000, but didn't perform. Prado, 300,000, and Armin, uh, Arminus Jazakonis for 350. I did have 50,000 left over, and I was going to chuck in Gilbert, and I should have. And that was, yeah, I would have had 13 more points. But I scored 106 points. Very happy with that. I'm just happy to beat you. Because supposedly, for someone who knows so much about motocross, so much about MXGP, you know shit all about choosing the right riders. Well... You can see how devastated he is. Look at the camera. He's not even got a comeback for that. Usually, smart-ass Phillips would just be wiping the floor with me. Actually, I could do anything now. Tell us a stat, Lewis. Tell us a stat. <laughs> well, um, I don't think we've really got a lot to add this week. I think Lewis is in a, in a, in a bit of a bad place. I don't know how I'm driving home. We may have to just cut this short <laughs> because um, I've got a non-responsive uh, partner in crime here who's just... What do you want to talk about? Do we, should we do the coronavirus again? No, I don't think we should. I think we should step away from coronavirus. I wanted to talk about MX Manager. Okay. We've got some fantastic prizes. We've got a great game, although we haven't got any MXGP rounds now. Exactly. There's nothing to talk about. We've talked about our results. <laughs> but what more do you want to talk about? <laughs> okay. Um... Then I think I want uh, right. So clearly, the world is not going to listen to my coronavirus advice, despite me strongly advising that we all just take two paracetamol every four hours and crack on. Seems the world's not going to listen to me. I would just like to say that I do not share these sentiments, um, and these are not the sentiments of MX Vice. Although However, he's appearing on the show, he is Lewis Phillips. If you would like me. Should I run a GP in Argentina? 
Should I try to do that next weekend? <laughs> and I think that's everything now for this week. I appreciate everybody watching. Should I? Should I? And um, thanks again. And we're going to see you in a couple hold of weeks. Hold on, hold on. Is that actually the end of the show? Because yeah. we've got something to discuss now. What uh, the fuck do we do with this thing? Well, I, 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 think there's worse, <laughs> I think there's more things to worry about than our podcast But like, show. what are we going to talk about? British Championship next I could, week. I could come back with... More, I could do more coronavirus research. No, I don't think we need you anywhere near do you coronavirus. We should send actually. Do you reckon we should? I reckon fun, fun game. We send me to the middle of Italy unprotected, and then I'll come back in a week, be absolutely fine, and once again be proven right, and then contaminate about 6,000 people who possibly could die. Just let that fun game resonate. Though. Just let that resonate. That's how serious it is. Um, no, I think we need to call it a day. Um, I think uh, we've, we've done enough damage um, and now it's damage limitation. So thanks ever so much for everybody listening and uh, we'll see you next week. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets and footrests and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. The MX Vice Show.